I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever run into somebody who's never seen this movie before. But uh, if uh, if uh, if you haven't, fuck it, call me and we'll watch it together and we'll do it over the phone. <laughs> That's out to any of the listeners, man. I will fucking, we'll get on the phone together or we'll get on Skype and we'll watch the fucking movie together. You know somebody's going to call you on that. Yeah, I will. You better fine. use, you better use f- actual Skype as Matt Psyop yeah. and not your phone number. Yeah, yeah, I would use actual, I would use my Skype and we can connect on Skype and we will fucking watch it together. And I'll be with you through your journey of fucking Animal House. He'll in hold fact, your hand as you pop your Animal House cherry. In fact, if you haven't watched Animal House, in fact, I want you to cut this. Don't watch it. Don't listen to this show. Wait. Contact me. We'll watch it together. Then you can listen to the show. All right. I'll be nice and put that at the beginning for you. Thank you. This show will pollute listeners' ears with foul language, occasional sexually explicit content, and more irony than is allowed for single episodes. In the last several years, distributors of obscenity have expanded into new areas, employing new technologies and reaching new audiences. Neither our constitution, our courts, our people, nor our respect for common decency and human suffering will allow this trafficking in obscene material. Cinema PSYOPs. Which exploits women and men alike to continue. Sharing filth-laden desires on mic to warp the brains of listeners until they are all demented deviants. Federal laws are being violated, and thus I am committed to redoubling the federal effort to ensure that those criminal elements who are trafficking in obscenity are pursued with a vengeance and prosecuted to the hill. The fact that society is becoming much more open now, less repressed, and I think there's less need for cinema psyops. Without dignity, they shout into the void in a vain attempt to be loved. Living in this culture now where there's just icebergs of filth floating through every house on Wi-Fi, it's inconceivable what it must be like to be a young adolescent now with this kind of access to... Cinema PSYOPs. It must be dizzying and exciting, but corrupting in a way that we can't even think about. A pirate ship with a tattered flag, sailing across seas of questionable movies while firing cannons of disdain. Cinema PSYOPs. Long may she sail. Hello and welcome to Cinema PSYOPs. I'm your host, Court. I'm giving you my name at the start because I've been informed by various people that when a host doesn't say their name for a new listener who may just be joining in, they don't know who you are and may tune out because they don't care. Who advised me of that? I don't fucking remember, but it's a thing that happened. It's a thing. And sitting across from me in the studio by way of the finest taxi service in all of Omaha is Matt. I'm just saying that if you're going to give Court advice to tell people people's name at the outset of the show make sure you tell court your name or else he's not going to remember <laughs> honestly who gave him this advice honestly i may have just read it somewhere Maybe. and then just used this where i said somebody you're said always, you're always supposed to you're always supposed to say your own name yeah but i realized that like after i saw somebody say that or wrote it down somewhere like it was on like one of the podcaster message boards or yeah. I, maybe it was a weird ranting thing that somebody had put about that was a thing that annoyed them uh-huh. But, like, you say my name enough during the show, but, like, we also say our names at the end of the show where I say where you can reach me and everything. Yeah. But, like, I realize that I don't, and I haven't done that for, like, I mean, we're on, like, 207 now, right? Just so you like, a new person listening, you go, well, I know this one guy's Matt, but... <laughs> 
I'm wondering Who's like the if, host, motherfucker. I'm, I'm wondering if people like like they grab onto your personality because they know your name because I only always introduce you as Matt and I'm just the voice. You're the voice. I'm like the producer of the show. You're who, the presence who eventually does notes and things like that. Yes. <laughs> You've been a presence. <laughs> I suppose so, but uh it hasn't helped for any new people uh, in May probably because I did all the notes for May Matei, so <laughs> so everyone's been listening if if, if we got got any new listeners in may they're like well who's the other guy who who starts off the show introduces matt but then apparently doesn't do anything except for tell matt he sucks at the thing he's doing <laughs> why is this guy being such an asshole to this matt guy yeah, well, I mean, matt's trying his best <laughs> so yes if you were a new listener to the show and if you downloaded this show because you saw what movie that we're reviewing this week and you're wondering well why the hell are they doing this when they do all this other weird stuff it's because this week we are actually covering what Matt is declaring as his favorite movie. And it's very weird. Uh, this was a struggle for me because <laughs> I have a lot of fucking favorite movies. I almost don't do one overall favorite movie. Yeah. I have many different genres of favorite movies. Uh, Sounds like me and my laundry. I don't yeah. have clean or dirty. I have many <laughs> subtle levels. Yeah, many subtle levels. Hang, hang your shirt outside for 15 minutes. Boom. It's good to go. It's like brand new. It's brand new. Um, I, uh, I Just to give you an idea, some of the movies that gave my current movie are running uh return of the jedi <laughs> which i was putting the kibosh on all star wars i'll freely admit yeah like i got real cold and i'm like no no yeah <laughs> it, and then um i almost went caddyshack especially because it's the summer right now well and i was actually going to be pretty cool with caddyshack as well because yeah. that's also a doug kenny flick uh-huh yeah so yeah. th- these are all doug kenny national lampoon yeah. you know well and we're doing stuff. we're doing animal house so i could totally yeah. see where caddyshack you know yeah, I mean? Falls right. I mean, Harold Ramis, who was also a yeah. fucking writer for National Lampoon, yeah, uh, directed Caddyshack. It's it's got <clears throat> some of the biggest names in show business uh, in it. it, it I, we're gonna do it someday. I, I already know that we're we're gonna do Caddyshack someday. I mean, more than likely when we have extra episodes after a franchise fest closes out if it doesn't quite get there maybe we should do matt and court's picks after a franchise fest yeah if we have the space where we get the space where we'll do one each where it's kind of like a a movie that's special to us in some way shape or form it's the matt and court movie club (laughs) (laughs) like here's the here's the movies we really love and wanted to do right and they don't fit anywhere there's some of these kind of movies that that's what bev and i do where it's like a a thing that we enjoy as a couple like movie wise and it's usually something along the lines of a goofball comedy with like a horror edge to it. I mean, holy shit, Goonies was almost in this spot here. <laughs> See, and there is no way in hell Bev would let me do Goonies without her being a part of that show. Okay, but I also want to do Goonies. Yeah. This could get to be a packed studio. I mean, I don't mind doing a show with Bev. We've done with three people in the studio before. Yeah. But I want to be a part of Goonies. I'm going to tell you right now. I will lose this fight every fucking time. You will lose that fight every fucking time because it will be when Goonies gets done on the show, it will be probably just Bev and I. All right, fine. I'm going to tell you something real quick. Good job. If you had said, yeah, Matt, of course you could be on the show or even worse. Yeah, Matt, it's totally you and me and Bev's not going to be a part of this. I would have actually got up, left this house and gone home because she was going to kill you and I don't want to be a part of a murder scene. (laughs) 
Yeah. That's like when I was talking about doing the burbs or you know, yeah. the burbs was coming up a lot on the podcast. I was like, okay, and now I need to get my wife on the show because there's no way she would forgive me because that's one of our films. The burbs is yeah. an awesome, again, another film I love. I love the fucking burbs, man. And it's already been covered on the show. You should yeah. listen to that show that Bev yeah, and I did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And I, that's something I'm always mad about, but I know it's, <laughs> it's your guys' movie and I was gone. So, <laughs> Well, there's part of that. And then also just because, again, I can get you to forgive me for things like that, but yeah. I do not feel that my wife would forgive me for no, not like I said, bringing her on the show for those films. You have chosen wisely. Uh, <laughs> if I'm the old guy in the grail area, you just picked the right gale. Congratulations. <laughs> you chose wisely. Some <laughs> other guy said I could do the show uh, that for a movie that his wife really loved and would love to have done the show with, and he just turned into a skeleton and fucking died. He, he chose poorly. He did choose. He did. It was really sad. Do we want to talk a little bit about Doug Kinney? I mean, I, I, believe I would this love would be to a, talk about Doug Kinney. I believe um, that would be a pretty good, uh, it's a good he's opportunity. He's the creator and first ever editor-in-chief of National Lampoon, back when National Lampoon was... Co-creator. It was him and... Co-creator. Book, I think was the other guy's name? Yeah. Something like that? But Kennedy was the first editor-in-chief. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He was first editor-in-chief, back when National Lampoon was this very edgy, very new, very hip spot for comedic writers to land, like writers who were believing in a different brand of comedy that was really starting to come up on the horizon. And the, the magazine itself was a precursor to the type of comedy that we all kind of know and love nowadays. They were doing this really edgy, weird, dark, twisted, super strange type of humor Yeah, that was really just kind of avant-garde and weird. But at the same time, they also had like a very innocent and sweet feel to a lot of the stuff that they would do too. But there's like sinister jokes and then all of a sudden they have these moments where they're using comedy to try and make people realize that everybody's a person and that, you know, yeah. it was a really progressive but at the same time, just like It's not PC, but yet still progressive comedy. And I don't like the term PC because there's a difference between being politically correct and actually uh, treating other people with respect. Uh, and I would say that, and or this gonna, is going to extend a little bit to Animal House too. Yes. There are things in this film that are absolutely heinous Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's racism, there's sexism, and there's homophobia. But our main characters who may or may not indulge in some of those things are actually not the ones, like like the main guys that are supposed to be the quote-unquote heroes of this film. Yeah. You don't hear them saying the kind of things that you hear like a Niedemeyer saying. No, and it's funny, and I want to bring, and this will come up in the movie, but all these people like in the end of the parade preaching unity or writing out a Kennedy float because, you know, this is all when, you know, Kennedy, yeah. all this shit, not a single person of color, not anybody who's different from them or anything at all in, in either their fraternities or sororities. And so it's it's all a bunch of white kids, you know, right. and it's like, right. well, fuck you. I mean, what's this message you keep trying to tell us? Right. And that was the thing that National Lampoon, the magazine, was essentially really fucking good at. It was literally lampooning these people. The who nation. Would, That's who what, say, yeah. yeah. Who say, oh, no, we're so progressive and or you know, we want unity for everybody. National Lampoon's like, no, you fucking don't. Don't fucking lie to us like that. But at the same time, we're championing those same causes by pointing out the hypocrisy and yeah. making fun of people for yeah. it. I'm saying it's not PC, as in people, you get me anybody in this world, and they watch National Lampoon's right now, they would say it's not a PC movie. And it is, it, it, but that's what they would say. I would argue, I would say, yes, there's, there's some language that is very heinous in this that I would not repeat, but I would also say that this was shot and done I believe 1970s, 
78? It was uh, released in 80? 80. So 79, 80. 78, and 70, then released was, yeah, in 80, being, yeah. It was made in 78, 79 yeah. when they actively made it. Yeah. it such a different time. It, but yet, for them to have some of the messages they have in this movie all those years ago that still kind of residuate today, I mean... Well, human conditions have not changed. It's just that the time moves on and eventually people kind of realize and more and more people kind of grow out and look back at how... I mean, it's a real simple thing. I mean, everybody was taught the golden rule in some way, shape, or form, whether yeah. it was the homogenized version that they put in like a public school where it's, you know, be nice to everybody else and then they will be nice to you. You need to expect to treat other people the way you want to be treated, however you want to phrase it, do unto others as you would have yeah. them do unto you, that kind of thing. And it's really not that hard. I mean, like, I don't want anybody digging into my personal life and giving me shit for the person that I like to fuck. Yeah, exactly. You know, or my personal preference and the things that I like to fuck. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, and one of my wait. kinks is to be shamed about all of my kinks, so... What do you mean the things you like to fuck? You know, like inanimate objects and corpses. Oh. <laughs> See, one of my kinks is shaming, so... Yeah, I'm gonna have to shame you on that. The corpses part. The inanimate objects is cool, because, I mean, you know, you're a man, you have needs, it's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So whatever you're into, as long as it's, you know, the whole consenting thing or it's dead, yeah. it's fine. Well, no, no, you can't do that to dead bodies, man. <laughs> oh, I can. You will get something. Oh, I mean, okay. You can, you shouldn't. <laughs> I will get something. Yeah. Laid. No, no like something else. Yeah. Something that you don't want. But let's bring this back. So. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I really wanted to say this real quick. If it, you can make the argument that without uh, Doug Kenny, um, we would not have have of what well, we wouldn't have this movie that we're getting ready to do we wouldn't have caddyshack you could argue we wouldn't have the ghostbusters i would say that you wouldn't have snl you would not have snl the Half bulk of, of the bulk of the the staff from national lampoon got yeah. fucking poached by the people in snl yeah whether they became on-screen talent to do their com comedy routines or if they were just writers in the background that got poached to be snl writers i and they stole they just wholly lifted the entirety of national lampoon's sense of comedy yep. and turned it into a variety show comedy hour kind I, of I, thing. I would, and I would argue, I'd, I wouldn't say Second City. I would say yes. You would not, if it weren't for Second City and National Lampoon, you would not have SNL. You have to give those two. Because then you have the Second sec City brought the in second the talent. Second City kids yeah. was the talent yeah. to act in front yeah. of an audience and a crowd. And if you have to, come up with shit right away if something goes wrong. And I wouldn't and then, be surprised if Kenny and the crew from National Lampoon weren't involved with some of the folks from Second City a little bit. They had to, I mean, when you talk about the kind of cross-talent there that all met on SNL. You now know why SNL became such a hit, you know, and, and survived those, you know, being a late night variety TV show on a Saturday fucking night. National Lampoon is essentially the third castle that sunk into the swamp and that became the foundation for things like SNL. Yes. And the types of comedies that you and I are obsessed with now. Exactly. I mean, Jesus Christ, there's a route where you could also say that you wouldn't even have, say, American Werewolf in London. Yeah. Trading Places uh -huh. and a lot of other of those types of films because I mean, close, John, John Landis's career is basically because of this film. Yeah. I mean, so many careers. So many careers <laughs> yeah. got started because you would say there's probably in this movie, there were really in a 
effect three kind of act three actors who were kind of already known Sutherland Belushi and then the guy who played the Dean he had already been in stuff yeah Th- those three were the only ones with maybe a little bit of chops. Karen Allen but I don't know what oh, else she was in before I, yeah before yeah. this but yeah. everyone else was new then you think about like the kid who played Pinto went on to do Amadeus yeah I know and, that's I mean, so and, crazy and damn near won the fucking Oscar Pinto then, was Amadeus and then he became a recluse yeah Fuck, he just disappeared just, you just disappeared in the fucking world yeah <laughs> and then you fucking the uh, Flounder went to Babylon 5 it had a whole fucking resurgence of his career in well, that and Flounder did a bunch of other movies yeah. where he was essentially just being Flounder pretty much because that was like his comedic weapon yeah but worked. Babylon 5 was something new for him and I yeah. fucking loved it yeah so this film is it's a cornerstone it's, it is it's it's a rite of passage every kid going to college gets a tape of Animal House or now a DVD for me I just dated myself I had a tape of Animal House and me and my roommate would fucking if we had nothing else going on would watch that all the fucking time <laughs> I mean we I, I'm surprised I didn't wear that shit out I don't even know where it is now it's probably dead someplace but <laughs> fuck I mean that 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 movie got watched if we ever had parties anything that movie was always thrown in that fucking the music from it was amazing you felt like this movie was made in the 60s not in the 70s that's so good they did interesting aspect about the music a lot of the songs that are like really popular and well-known songs uh-huh. if you listen and pay attention on the soundtrack it's actually sung by John Belushi they did a version of it specifically where he would perform it yeah so that they could get away with using it and they didn't have to pay the rights to another band because they just bought the rights to record the song yeah the only one who's not is Otis Day and the Knights man well there's a couple <laughs> of them they have a couple of Sam Cooke songs as well and, and yeah. things like that and the soundtrack in this is 100% now, iconic I don't I, I heard that rumor that Belushi sang some of these I don't know which ones so you'll have to low key point out some of those songs <laughs> uh, some of them whenever they pop up if they're in the clips yeah. I was going to just play the, both the Sam Cooke songs because Sam Cooke is fucking amazing it's fu- yes he is yeah but I chose kind of a cross section of the, the music and I said best I could everything about this movie really does come together and it's it's it just lightning in a fucking bottle it lightning just in a fucking bottle yeah. it just works and like I said and you'll find out what Court's favorite movie is and I just felt out of all like my favorite movies I had to choose from in a bin I went for this one because this is this is sort of this is like we just said the beginning of this brand of comedy that Court and I are in love with this was the beginning of it to to a wide audience I should say it's the now, fucking linchpin of yeah, what we love about of, 80s comedy yes yeah. it's 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 the creation it's the beginning and then more than that it's fucking hilarious and because of the other movie I felt we all needed a little levity at, at this moment and then we can get dived into the the, the the other stuff. Yeah, and also after the horrendous fights that we had over yeah. diary, and survival, diary and Survival, we needed to have a little bit of fun. We needed to have some laughs of something we could agree on. Yeah, Enough fucking beating around the bush. Let's just stop let's talking get, around it and let's get into the fucking let's movie. Let's get into this fucking movie. Alright, we're going to take the break. We're going to play the Patreon ad for Legion Podcast. We're going to have some music right out of the soundtrack of Animal House. And when we come back, we will bust out the trailer. This will keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me Cutting a New Show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. 
If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. Let me tell you about a place somewhere up a New York way where the people are so gay, twisting the night away. Here they have a lot of trouble on the run Man, you find the old and young Twisting the night away They're twisting, twisting Everybody's feeling great They're twisting, twisting They're twisting the night away Here's a man in evening clothes How he got here, I don't know But Man, you ought to see him go Twisting the night away He's dancing with the chicken slacks She's moving up and back Oh man, there ain't nothing like Twisting the night away They're twisting, twisting Everybody's feeling great They're twisting Oh man, I could just listen to Sam Cooke for like fucking oh, ever There's, like, a. If I didn't break in, I wasn't I know, going I was to like, break in I was just getting so grooved in I was just like, yeah, fucking twisting Yeah, we're just gonna fucking dance it up while the song's oh, going Oh my that's god just, That's just how we're gonna rock Fuck, and roll man. to it, man yeah. Just break me open a fucking beer already <laughs> Jesus I should have brought a beer Yeah, well I can't break you open a beer But do you know what I can break open for you, Matt? What's that? This trailer Toga! This is Faber College in 1962 You know, 1962 had to be the best year of my life. I was a member of Delta Tau Chi. The Deltas. What a great bunch of guys. Pluto. Hoover. Uh, raise your right hand. Pinto. Flounder. Flounder. D-Day. Boone. It's not gonna be an orgy. It's a toga party. And look at me in 62. The Otter. School was fun in those days. The girl. The party. The friendships. The girls. Of course, we had our problems. Find me a way to revoke Delta's charter. You're out. Finished at favor, expelled. I want you off this campus at 9 o'clock Monday morning. Let's go!
John Belushi. Tim Matheson. Would you go out with me? And Donald Sutherland as Jennings. Now, was Milton saying being bad is more fun than being good? National Lampoon's Animal House. She gives good trailer, I'll say that much. Oh, yeah, she does. (laughs) All right, anyway, let's start out Animal Motherfucking House. All right, here we go. You are so excited, you're like vibrating out of your seat. I am, I'm fucking, uh. Anyway, we started this Faber College, 1962. We know that because it tells us. Yeah, Thank you, movie. Yeah. Thank you, movie. I, I appreciate you letting me know where I'm at in life. <laughs> uh, we see some students walking about campus, and two of these male students walk up to a fraternity house. And, well, because it's fucking Animal House, this is a clip-heavy show. That's our first clip. Hi there. Doug Niedermeyer, Omega Membership Chairman. Larry Kroger. This, this is my roommate, Kemp Dorfman. Hi there. Doug Niedermeyer. And these are our name tag hostesses, Mandy Pepperidge and Fab Jansen. Hi there, Kent. Hi, Larry. Hi. Welcome to Omega House. Thank you. Nice to... Why don't we just go inside and meet some of the guys, huh? <laughs> a wimp and a blimp. Yeah, there are a lot of great guys here tonight, so don't feel you have to meet everyone. We just want you to enjoy yourselves while you're here. Find that Omega House has more activities than most of the other fraternities on campus, and they're far superior, I think, man. Hi there, fellas. I'd like you to meet Ken and Lonnie. Larry. Ken, Lonnie, I'd like you to meet um, Muhammad, uh, Jugdish, Sydney, and Clayton. Now, just grab a seat and make yourselves at home, and don't be shy about helping yourselves to punch and cookies. All right. There is a shit ton to unpack here. We're going to get to it. But my first question is, who came with the blind guy? Or did he somehow find this house by himself? Did he mean to find this house? What the fuck? Not only is he blind, but he's blind and in a wheelchair. Yeah. It's like Helen Keller or some shit. (laughs) No, he's got. But here's the thing. He's in a wheelchair and he has a walking stick. I know. What the fuck is he doing? Well, that's very National Lampoons. That's the kind of thing that they would. (laughs) Where you you look at him and you're like, wait, what the fuck is going on? And they never go back to it. That's National Lampoons. They They never explain it. They just leave you hanging with that kind of shit. That's what you get to figure out in your own time. All right. So anyway, (laughs) let's let's bust in with the characters here. We have Larry, who's, of course, a smaller kid. And then we have Kent, who's a uh, larger fellow. Uh, Larry seems to be kind of introverted, very quiet, while Kent's a a boisterous young man who just wants to be everyone's friend. Uh, They meet Niedermeyer. (laughs) This poor actor has made an entire career out of being pigeonholed as being Niedermeyer. Yeah, but I mean, it's got to be great. I mean. He's had to have made a good amount of money being Niedermeyer. Yeah, especially just from Twisted Sister yeah. alone. He's I been mean, Niedermeyer a hundred times. What do you want to do with your life? I want to rock. All right. Well, good. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we were also introduced to Babs and Mandy, who are members of a sorority. Uh, Babs is the one I who I believe made... the term you're looking for is frat mat. <laughs> well, they guess they could be. Uh, Babs is the one who made the joke about uh, the wimp and a blimp. And then we hear Mandy later on going up to greg the president of omega and uh, as he goes to kiss her in the cheek he actually actually shows him what spot on her cheek he can kiss that won't fuck her makeup up yeah i don't holy, have a problem with that holy shit man that's some exact shit all right <laughs> just you know let me maul your face in public and we'll be done with this clip clip anyway. <laughs> 
yes, and then they are sat with what would be quote unquote the rejects uh, of the party. It's a not so subtle, subtle way of saying fuck you, where they yeah. keep directing you back to this like you're not, you're obviously not going to fit in with the tone of this fraternity. Yeah. So you go over here with the rest of them, and they even say like Niedermeyer even says things like don't feel like you have to meet everyone. Yeah. And he just directs them. He's like, well, here you go. Like he's very purposely just corralling sure, the, oh, the quote whole... unquote undesirables. Yes. Oh, of course. And then make sure you help yourself to punch of cookies and slaps Kent right in his gut. Who laughs about it. Like yeah. he's like totally like, oh, I get it. I'm fat. I'd you be know? like, I would smack me in the gut like that. I will elbow you in your fucking nose. I was kind of hoping to see Kent like jump on the back of the couch and just fucking dive bomb Needlemeyer like yeah. a motherfucker. <laughs> like just crying while pounding his face into the ground. <laughs> like going like totally like Dean beating the shit out of the bully in Venture Brothers. Where yeah. He's like, so yeah. rude. So rude. So rude. Exactly. exactly. But he's just crying and snot everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Kent doesn't quite get it. Anyway, Kent, however, does. Well, Kent at one point smiles at the blind guy and then frowns right away, realizing he's smiling at a, at a blind guy. <laughs> it's just, Which is totally National Lampoon's as well. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of things we're going to explain through. These are, it's funny, I wanted to get all these clips, but there's so many things to explain that within are, these clips yeah. that are just fucking hilarious. That, Every time I watch this, I notice something new. Yeah, exactly. Every single time. And how many times? have you watched this in decades of I've watching lost, this? I've lost count. Yeah. And I always find something new. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love this smile and then the frown. I mean, the, the actor who played him, uh, who played Kent Dorfman, fucking just nails that smile and then, oh, oh, I should probably not be smiling at this blind person. <laughs> and he even kind of like looks around real quick to see if anybody noticed that he did it. <laughs> where he's like half embarrassed and half like dreading that, I that, love it. that like he did something that was such a faux pas that people would look at him differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, fuck. Did I, did I just do that in front of everybody? It's one of those, like, Jesus, I hope nobody saw that. Anyway, so Kent escapes this quote-unquote loser group, and he walks around, and he then joins a already conversing Greg, Chip, and Mandy, and that is our next clip. A lot of outstanding guys figure they'll pledge Omega, or they won't pledge at all. We do have more than our share of campus leaders. Something that never looks bad on your permanent record, Chip. Well, sure. Everybody I talk who says Omega's the best, but uh, I, I hate to seem, you know, pushy. Let the unacceptable candidates worry about that, because after tonight, there you are, uh, Kent. I'm Greg Marmalard, president of Omega House, and I'd like you to meet my friends, Mandy Pepperidge. Hello. Hi, we already met. And Chip Diller. How are you? Hi, how are you? And uh, over there is Terry Arbach, captain of the swim team. And that's Carl Phillips, editor of the Daily Fabarian. And uh, Clayton, Sydney. Douglas, Mohammed, Lonnie. Uh, yeah, we already met. Oh, super. Then you'll have lots to talk about, huh? Yeah. So he walks away because he doesn't have a place to sit and nobody's talking in that corner. And Kent's the kind of guy that wants to interact with people. Yeah. And he's standing right behind Chip, who is Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah. we we see Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I, I love this. This is always something that's really mentioned in older movies, especially in college. This looks good on your permanent record. Do we all have permanent records that I'm not aware of? Yes. Oh. Oh, well, this They're is... called FBI files. Oh, well, this is bad. <laughs> 
The permanent record thing is something that they kind of kept for all of your schooling, I guess. Yeah. Where it was something that was like on high school where you would have your grades and then various activities that you did. Oh. And then that was like the kind of thing that you could refer to while looking for your first job. And it's your permanent record. <laughs> right. Which, yes, it'll go down on your permanent record, a record that will follow you for the rest of your life. Even Togar from Rock and Roll High School said that shit. Yeah. You know, but the plain fact of the matter is nobody gives a shit after a certain amount of time. Unless you were in a fraternity that the person you're interviewing with was also in yeah then nobody really know gives shit. a shit yeah nobody really gives a shit nobody about gives a shit about what you did at college do you have the piece of paper that said you graduated college fucking great <laughs> Do you have the massive amounts of student loan debt that you can't afford? Great. Now here's this menial fucking job that won't pay you what you need to make yourself get out of debt. You, you remember that job you worked at in high school? Yeah. Do I have to go back there? Well, not full-time, but part-time to afford your life. So you work here full-time, go there part-time, and fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank you, fuck you, bye. But this is a land of opportunity where you can hold down four jobs at once. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, fucking assholes. No, that's progress. Because Trump created more jobs that doesn't pay anybody money. So anyway, uh, as Kent and Larry leave, uh, Kent tells him that he doesn't think he's trying very hard. Larry does not like this process, but he says, no sweat. His Kent's brother was at Delta, so they got to take him. It sees the legacy. That's their law. Uh, and Is that actually a thing? Yes. Legacy, a thing. Legacies are a thing. And legacies, it's not, they don't have to make you a member, they, but you automatically get to pledge. But then you got to get through being a pledge. Oh, so they can't refuse you being a pledge if you're a legacy. Yes. But, but they don't have to let you become a member. If you fuck up... They can up, weed you out through the pledging. It, yeah, if you fuck up during the pledging process, you most... But most of the time, unless you're a complete and utter fuck up, you're gonna get in if you're a legacy. Yeah. Particularly if there's like a legacy, like a whole like family chain where it's like yeah, fathers, if, uncles, brothers, and If all you've that. had... If all the men in your family have been a member of a certain fraternity, and especially if you're lucky enough to go to the same school they all did, so it is the same fraternity, like the same chapter, yeah. Then yeah, you're probably definitely just fucking it. No, no ifs and or buts about it. So not only just the same fraternity, but the same specific chapter to that school. And that's not even a need. Like you could go to a different chapter of the same fraternity, but you're still a legacy because your parent. But your likelihood is better. See, I never, yeah. I never went in. Like I'm off shock alert. I don't like joining clubs. Yeah. <laughs> I know people have an issue with uh, probably understanding that about me, but I'm not really what you would call a joiner. You're not. You're yeah. not. You're you're just, you're you. You're court. I don't mind having a crew. I definitely had a crew, but I didn't want to have to let people tell me what to do for like three weeks of my fucking life before I could become like a you, part of their family. You joined your own fraternity, Cordis Iota Maximus. Yes, I there suppose. You there you go. You're no, welcome. I had my, my fair share of college parties, but it was like a loose-knit kind of group that just, I mean, it, it basically basically look like Delta House and like basically was the same thing. <laughs> that my fraternity house did look like Delta House. Yeah. I didn't join a fraternity till I was fucking late freshman year. And I only joined because I really liked all the... I ended up just hanging out with all those guys constantly. They were like just... And they were a bunch of fucking riffraffs. If you've ever fucking met them, just fucking... Now they've all gone to all corners of the fucking globe and I don't even know where like three of them are anymore. But like three of them are fucking D-Day. Alright? <laughs> and you'll know about that by the end of the movie because I'll listen 
just off where everyone's supposed to be. But yeah, three of them are like fucking D-Day where we just don't know. Like if I ever talk to any of my old fraternity brothers, I'm like, you ever hear about so-and-so? No, no. He, he, last I heard he was getting on a plane to Guatemala. And that was like five years ago. Larry also states that he understands Delta's the worst house on campus. Just as he says that, a leg flies out of a window and lands at their feet. And we are bestowed upon the great vision that is the Delta house to the song Louie Louie. So, sung by John Belushi, apparently. Was that song by John? That's that, one of the ones that he apparently sung for the movie. Fuck, he is so good. You think that was the actual fucking Louie Louie song, how he did his voice. Apparently, yeah. But I think they give him credit for it because there's a version on the yeah that's like of them all singing it drunk. Yes. But if you listen to the original soundtrack record, it really is him singing well, it. Well, he's a, he was he was a brilliant singer. Oh yeah, he, he, he had was a great extremely voice. talented. He had yeah. such range. He was an unbelievable musician and he the, actually did like the theme music and score stuff was him and another guy was Stephen Bishop, I think the guy's name. It was something Bishop. Yeah. But he shows up later on in the movie, so I'll point him out whenever we see him. Hey, there's another one. If it weren't for this movie, you probably don't have Blues Brothers either. Oh god no. Yeah. No, because Landis and yeah, yeah Landis so, had a big part in playing when getting that movie made. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Um, anyway, uh, as they walk up, they meet Bluto, who is played by the legendary John Belushi. Uh, they both get pissed on their shoes because he's pissing outside drunk. He's got this like brandy that, sniffer that's th- filled with beer. That beer mug. I chase after that mug. It <laughs> haunts my fucking dreams. I want that mug so fucking bad. All right, listeners, you know what you got to do for him. <laughs> Find me that fucking mug because I want that. That is just a, and he <laughs> spins over and he goes, excuse me, sir, is this the Delta House? He goes, sure, come on in as he's pissing on their shoes. Yeah, he spins around and says, sure, and hits them all across <laughs> the top of the legs. And then when he says, come on, he spins back the other direction and gets them another yeah, pass. Yeah, yes. And it's something you'll find out about Belushi in this movie if you've somehow never seen it. He has, I think, all in all, three minutes of total dialogue in this movie. Everything else with Belushi in this movie is all about his ability to physically act and in, in, in the faces he, he makes. He tells an entire story with just his eyebrows. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. If you ever wanted to know, if you like, I believe this is the movie where you see Belushi's range in acting best out of any of the movies. There are some other ones where he does some more dramatic stuff as well. The but- Neighbors. Yeah, but but I, you totally get a as far yeah. as comedic range goes, yes. you get a wide range of stuff, and it's all played out on his face. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Uh, anyway, as he walks them up, he gives them a knowing look, and then opens up the door into Delta House. They walk in. A beer is thrown. He catches it because you know he's fucking blue though. Then he slams. He, some guys carried a bunch of box of empty cans for some reason. He just slams those up in the air and stares at the guy. Then a bottle, bottle hits him across the. Wall wall exploding a beer uh larry's that, l- that thing where they throw a beer bottle at you as soon as you walk into the yeah, place yeah. and if you catch it you get a free drink kind you get of a free deal. beer yeah yeah that was something that i brought into my role-playing games when i was in college oh. where every <laughs> every fucking like pub or every like tavern that they would go into yeah the minute they walked in a full mug would get thrown at them <laughs> and if they rolled correctly and caught it nice they you get a free beer they got to drink the entire night for free nice like that was just and like every single tavern place did this it was like a cultural thing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but that was because of Animal House. Uh, nice. Yes. Well, Bluto tells the guys to go grab a brew. It don't cost nothing. And he walks off. You guys off. want a brew? Don't cost nothing. Uh, he, um, uh, Larry says that uh, he'll see uh, a girl comes up to Kent and grabs his little pledge hat off of him because they all have to wear these pledge beanies. Yeah. And it's like, wow, way to look fucking ridiculous. And a girl grabs it off of Kent. Well, that's La- college for you. Yeah, right. Larry says, I'll see you later. He's going to go check everything out.
out. Just then, and this is one of these, one of my favorite moments. It, it, one of my fa- the, I laugh every time. And it is of Doug Kenny, who's playing the character named Stork. Yeah. And it's so quick. So many people miss it. And I reference this at yeah. least a thousand times a year. And no one else, you are about the only one who's ever gotten it. Well, and I've done it too. Yeah. yeah no one else has gotten this this line. It's probably both of our favorite moments of this yeah. film. Yeah. <laughs> Doug Kenny walks in. It's such a throwaway moment. He literally is walking in front of camera, arm around another guy going, I'm the one with the boner, so I had to apologize. Yeah. I fucking love that line. <laughs> like, and he, just, and he just, the way he says it, I had the boner, so I had to apologize. And I'm like, what the fuck? Where's that conversation going? Follow these guys. Which is very National Lampoon. It is. It's just, it's such a great little moment. Yeah. So, all right. So anyway, uh, then Kent is, he's walking around, comes up to, this is such a great moment. Comes up to a bunch of guys. They're playing poker. You can tell these are very serious stakes. They're they're fucking. There's a lot of money. And it involved. looks like they've been doing it for a while because yeah. they're all looking pretty fucking rank. Yeah, they're all looking pretty rank, pretty fucked up. Yeah. And then he comes over. He goes, "Hey guys, you playing cards?" And they all stop and stare at him. And he does this move where he just kind of goes, "Oh shit!" And then smiles and nods and walks away. It just what the fuck, man? Oh, poor flounder. <laughs> You're just like I can't call him that yet. I'm trying I know, to stop calling him until we get the names. I love how like meticulous you're trying to be for this film. <laughs> yeah, I know. But holy shit, that is such a great I mean this whole little sequence of that and then yeah. like the beer throwing, you're already you're just you're fucked up, man. You you feel like you're at that party because they keep cutting in and out of shit so quickly. You feel like you're the, fucked up. To be in a wild party like that, they cut the film so well to make it feel like that's what it's like to be at a crazy is, party like that. It's exactly how it feels like to be in a, like yeah. when you wake up the next morning. I'm not saying like you got blackout drunk or nothing. You just got maybe a little drunk. You're at a party. But that's how you remember the party. Even if you didn't lose your memory, you're like, wow, okay, I was upstairs and then I was downstairs for some fucking reason. Because it is chaos like that. You're yeah. all over the place. You're talking to a bunch of different Especially people. Especially when yeah. it's a full, fat, you know, packed house. So anyway, uh, Larry uh, gets to have a beer and meets Katie, and that's in our next clip. Hi. You want a beer, Larry? Sure. Nice fish, huh? Uh, hi, Larry. I'm Robert Hoover, chapter president. Hi, Robert. Katie, have you seen Boone? He disappeared the minute we got here. He's probably upstairs talking to Otter. No doubt. They're well-known homosexuals. <laughs> have another beer, Larry. She's just kidding. <laughs> and then he goes, right, Bluto. And then Bluto proceeds to smash a can against his forehead. <laughs> yeah, which John Belushi could actually do that yeah. smooth and that unbelievably well. Yeah. Which is terrifying how quick he just smashes the can. Yeah. That wasn't a stunt can. No, he just fucking a, did that. Was a, that wasn't a gimmicked can. That was that was a fucking, that was a straight up can, man. That was one of his shticks that he used to do where he would crush beer cans and yeah, break bottles on his head. That was a fucking shoot. Yeah, that was yeah. a shoot. That wasn't fucking gimmicked up at all. That's what he did. Yeah. Like, he just did that kind of shit for fun. Fucking Jesus, Belushi. He was a fucking <laughs> maniac. Um. Anyway, uh, so we then cut to the aforementioned Otter and Boone, and that is our next clip. You going out tonight, Otter? Uh-huh. Norma? Now, let me give you a hint. She's got a couple of major league yabos. Beverly. No, but you're getting warmer. Let me give you another hint. Does this ring a bell? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Marlene. Don't tell me you're going to pork Marlene Desmond. Pork? going to hump her brains out, aren't you? Boone, I anticipate a deeply religious experience. <laughs> Why are you so interested in my social life? Where's Katie? Downstairs, pissed off about something. 
She thinks you're an immature jerk, huh? Yeah. I don't take anything seriously. She'll take this seriously. Try it. Hey, are you guys coming down? This thing talk? There happen to be 50 people downstairs waiting to try and get into this fraternity. Otter, you are the Rush chairman. I think you should be present at the Rush party. Yeah, man. Jesus. <laughs> so That's so great, though. We do need to kind of talk about Otter and Boone's really weird codependent relationship. Well, they're best friends, and they do not want to grow up, though. That's are the whole they, thing. Or is Boone kind of in love with Otter, and he doesn't want to admit it? Dude, why do you put this in every fucking movie? <laughs> no, but look at the way that they're... Like, he hangs on his every word, and like... He idolizes him in a way that he's not ready to deal with yet. And I feel like they have a relationship that they just don't want to talk about. But like Otter's <laughs> into girls too much, you know? <laughs> and Boone just doesn't know. I, I think it's all Boone. I think Boone, I think Boone actually is into Otter in a way that he can't handle. Oh, maybe. And I, that's I, why his relationship with the unbelievably gorgeous Karen Arlen yeah. is failing. Because but, he's secretly in the closet about it and he's in denial about it even to himself. Okay, well, that's that's you. But what's really happening here is this is Boone is uh, Otter is just, you know, Boone and Otter are best friends. Otter is just a man whore and Boone doesn't want to grow up. Boone looks at life outside of college and he's like, I think he's scared shitless of it. And to be honest, Boone is Doug Kinney. Yeah. Very yeah, much Boone so. Everything Doug that Kinney. we know about Doug, Doug Kinney, Kinney is very Doug much Kinney like him. Doug wrote himself into Boone. Yeah. Uh, uh, pretty much. When he wrote this movie, he wrote Boone as himself. Basically. The yes. way Kevin Smith wrote himself as Randall. Basically. And, yeah. And Boone does never wants to grow up. And that's the problem is Katie is growing up. Katie, you know, wants to move on with her life. She wants to be an adult. You know, she can't wait to get out of school and start her life. And that's something that is so foreign to Boone. He does not understand that yeah. one bit. Boone wants to be Peter Pan and always be hanging out with the Lost Boys. Yeah. yeah. Just wants to be like, he wants to be in the fraternity house forever. He doesn't want to Because leave. he enjoys the company of attractive men. Wait, what makes you think they're attractive? Oh, come on. <laughs> well, Otter has got it going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Matheson in his prime here. Is a good looking man. That is, that is a fucking, that's, that's, that's a cockmaster waiting to go do some mastering out there. <laughs> also, even though they're kind of talking sex the way that guys talk sex, yeah. they're not doing it in a disrespectful way where they refer to the women as being like cheap or easy or anything like that. Nope. It's just that Otter likes to fuck and he knows a lot of girls that also like to fuck. Yeah. And when he's like talking, about, I mean, yes, he does say she's got a major set of yabos, but like people talk like that. Yeah. When you have a specific attribute, they do brag it up that, you know, yeah. that, that you have that attribute. That does happen. But, Unfortunately, we are sometimes just the sum of our body parts. Yes, yeah, sometimes we are. Some of us just get flagged for yeah. our penis or lack thereof. <laughs> well, I love that when he, yeah, she'll take this seriously. Just like talk. It's yeah, like it's a, a giant big, fucking dildo. What's with the ribbons tied around it? I believe it's supposed to be so you can tie it on for like a strap on type oh. thing. I, before they had harnesses, I think they had a heart like a ribbon like, that like went nice through it. Rhythm. But it was like several. There. I thought it was like to show the distance you could get to each person. No, no, the ribbon wrapped like around it. I believe there's like three ribbons that are wrapped around it and tied yeah. at the top. Oh, okay. And I believe that Otter is the type of guy that when he really wants to impress a girl yeah. would strap that on over his own junk <laughs> yeah, maybe. to try and like seem like he's much more of a man than he is. She'll take this seriously. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, she says I don't take anything seriously as he looks at a centerfold. Yeah. Um, anyway, so now we leave this and we a motorcycle breaks through the front door and rides all the way up the stairs right next to Larry. Uh, we see Kent goes hi. He's talking to a girl and he goes hi I'm uh, Kent Dorfman and she walks away so he smells his pits because <laughs> Kent's just striking out. 
<laughs> Poor Kent. Well, and it's he not just like, can't catch a break. Yeah, and it's not like Ken is such a bad person. It's no. just that all the people that he's interacting with are such bad people that they won't give him a break. Yeah, just because he's a bigger kind of weird, awkward dude. Yeah, and that yeah, right. And then at this point, we meet D Day, who's on the motorcycle. Uh, that, that, that's when Eric uh, uh, Stratton comes up, Otter, and he goes, "Hi, I'm Eric Stratton, Rush Chairman. Damn glad to meet you." To D Day, and um, yeah, he starts introducing himself to just literally everybody. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that here yeah. in a little bit. And then D-Day throat plays the cavalry charge. Which is something which Bruce is McGill can actually too. do. Yeah. yeah, that's not fake. That's yeah. that's legit something he could do. They, they used all of the uh, the specific actor's stupid talents to yeah, be they showcased asked him, on the like, film. What, yeah. what can you fucking do? I mean, so they had this movie written, and then when it was time to cast, they go, what can you, do you have a weird fucking talent? Is I going to play the cavalry charge on my throat? And he's like, fuck it, we're going to write that shit into the movie. Congratulations. <laughs> which is the kind of thing that you would do in college just to kind of like show off like some yeah. stupid thing. Yeah. 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 And so he does that. That's fucking awesome. Uh, anyway, then we go downstairs. You see him going, uh, uh, Otter going, I'm Eric Stratton, Rush Chairman. Damn glad to meet you. Followed by Boone going, that was Eric Stratton, Rush Chairman. He was damn glad to meet you. Uh, they give a little shit to poor Kent. They're like, look at that tie. What is that? 90% Raya? Did your mom buy that for you? She did. He asks us if it's a clip on and they keep messing yeah. around with the and tie. Then, they get distracted and go yeah, somewhere and then else. The president, well, the president joins them, uh, and Hoover, Hoover, yeah. Hoover. and they're like, well, uh, he goes, he's a legacy. Uh, his brother was a 59, Fred Dorfman. <laughs> he goes, yeah. And then Kent says, well, you know, uh, he, uh, he says legacies are usually asked to pledge automatically. And that's when Boone goes, well, usually, unless of course the pledge in question is a total closet case. Like that they both say Fred's name at the same time. And that's just funny. He goes, my brother, he goes, oh, come on, Kent, let's go this way. <laughs> and they're both like, I like the tie. I really did. And, and that, that tie makes a reappearance later on yes, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Which is th- the first time I noticed it, its reappearance, was this like last night yeah. when I was watching the movie for the review. You're talking about when he's wearing it during the party. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I think he really did actually like the tie. He did like the tie. I think he really, I like the tie. during the toga party, that was the tie he was wearing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So he did. He must have really both, actually liked the tie. They both liked the tie. <laughs> and, uh, I'm like, is that a clip-on? He's like, no. <laughs> He's t- almost offended. <laughs> like, no, I don't want a tie. A fucking tie. <laughs> I think they wanted it as a clip-on. They were probably just going to steal it and <laughs> probably, take it. Yeah, just like, I'm going I'm to want this for myself. <laughs> Uh, then they look up and they see Katie gives him a finger while she's leaving. Uh, he goes to Boone goes to chase after her. And then Eric goes up to a girl that a pledge is talking to and says, hi, Eric Stratton, Russ Chairman, damn glad to meet you. Dips the girl, starts making out with her right in front of the guy who was trying to hit on her. And I love the guy's face. He's just got this like, what the fuck just happened? I was like, so good to get in there. Is that technically sexual assault? Probably. <laughs> I mean, like, he went in and she didn't stop him, but no. he also didn't give her an opportunity to say no. I mean, he dipped no. her pretty quick. Yeah. I don't so, know, man. There's a lot of morally questionable things that happen around here. All I'm saying is don't pattern your morality on anything you see in this film. Yeah, just enjoy it for the fun it is, and don't think I should be like these characters, because that will probably either end you in prison or dead. <laughs> Not as much as when we do Revenge of the Nerds. Yes. Oh, then we will go after it, because I don't hold Revenge of the Nerds in the same regard as I do Animal House. No, and you shouldn't. No, and so, oh man, when we do that, that shit's gonna get real. Yeah. Anyway, um, we cut to Boone and Katie outside in our next clip. Katie, 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 Katie. Where you going? Hound out. We just got here. No, Boone. 
you just got here. I've been downstairs for an hour entertaining some kid from Pig's Knuckle, Arkansas. Um, maybe we could drive up to your folks' place this weekend. Oh, fabulous. My car filled with your beer buddies going up to empty my parents' liquor cabinet? It's too depressing to think about. Oh, it's just gonna be you and me. And I don't another girl. <sighs> Is this really what you're gonna do for the rest of your life? Well, what do you mean? I mean, hanging around with a bunch of animals, getting drunk every weekend. No. After I graduate, I'm gonna get drunk every night. <laughs> I think I'm in love with him. Is he bigger than me? All right, so I took that out. Yeah, good the, move. The obvious, the word. Yeah. Now, the way she's using it isn't so much like it would be offensive, because in this time, it was more of like a clinical term. Yeah. But it's used now as more of a hurtful type term, so I've I've removed it for that reason. Good job. If she would have said, I'm in love with someone who's mentally handicapped or something yeah. like that, the joke would still work. Yeah. And that line that he responds with, is he bigger than me? Yeah. I have used a billion times Same on my here. wife. All the time with my wife. Yeah. All the time. Because my wife will say things like, I'm in love with an idiot, or I'm yeah. in love with a nerd, or I'm in love with a dork, yeah. and I, my response is automatically, is he bigger than me? He bigger than me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the time, man. And I've even used it when she's like, I'm in love with such a good man. And I'm like, is he bigger than me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just wife, can't help it, right? My wife will just be like so nice to me. She'll be like, oh, look at my big, strong man. I go, where? Is he bigger than me? <laughs> right. Now, the other thing that I wanted to point out, in this scene where Karen Allen is trying to appeal to him to grow up, yeah. the way that they shoot her and the way that she's talking, I'm just like, oh my, I, I want a life with you. Oh, I know, right? They really make it like, sh- like mm. being with her would be like the ultimate. Like we're like being in yeah. a relationship with her where she's just a, a, a woman, like a, a, oh, yeah. a, a young woman, she's who's, a woman who's ready to embark on a life and have a journey with a partner. And she wants Boone to not even grow up a hundred percent. She just wants him to like tone it down a little bit. Yeah. And like try and build a life together. And Boone's just not having any of it. No, man. And it's just like, dude, you are fucking up so bad. You are fucking up royally here, you are, pal. You are fucking up worse than Frank Cross. Yeah, 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 right. You are, <laughs> you are fucking up, bud. Really bad, because you're not even giving her up for something like money. You are made Which I of, can kind of understand. Yeah, you are made of spare parts, aren't you, bud? <laughs> And most of them are not good. They're no. like leftover yeah, they're like the, You are made up of the spare parts of the Danny DeVito twin. So not even the Arnold, like the one half, you're getting the other half of the... <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. We cut to the next day and we are at the Dean's office. Dean Wormer and Greg are having a conversation and well, fuck it. That's the next clip. Greg, what is the worst fraternity on this campus? That would be hard to say, sir. They're each outstanding in their own way. Cut the horseshit, son. I got their disciplinary files right here. Who dumped a whole truckload of fizzies into the swim meet? Who delivered the medical school cadavers to the alumni dinner? Every Halloween, the trees are filled with underwear. Every spring, the toilets explode. You're talking about Delta, sir. Of course I'm talking about Delta, you twerp! This year it's gonna be different. This year we're going to grab the bull by the balls and kick those punks off campus. What do you intend to do, sir? Delta's already on probation. They are? Yes, sir. Oh. Then as of this moment, they're on double secret probation. Double secret probation, sir? There is a little known codicil in the Faber College Constitution, which gives the dean unlimited power to preserve order in time of campus emergency. Find me a way to revoke Delta's charter. You live next door. Put Niedermeyer on it. He's a 
sneaky little shit just like you, right? The time has come for someone to put his foot down, and that foot is me. So Dean Wormer is essentially Richard Nixon. Yeah. That whole thing that he said about the school constitution that gives him unlimited power, Mm -hmm. that's what Nixon pulled. Yeah. And that's the same shit that Trump is pulling, too. Uh Uh-huh. So there is, like, subtle little messages that that Kenny puts in all of his work like that. And you see with all the things, like, the the phrases the dean tries to turn, he's also not a very smart or articulate man. No. You know, it's time for someone to put that foot down. And that foot is me. (laughs) The the fact he didn't even remember they were on probation, he goes, oh, double secret probation. I mean, it's like, he's a fucking nincompoop who somehow failed into being a dean of a college. He failed upward. He failed upward. Yeah. He did what our current U.S. president has done. Yeah, and also pretty much what Nixon did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, fuck, you know, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> and yet he has control over all these kids. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, that's sad. All right. All right. Well, we come now. We cut to the Delta Pledge Choice times where all the guys are hanging out in a room and they have a projector going with faces of all the different guys pledging. A slide projector, no less. Yes. So they had to actually get photos of all of these yeah. guys either from the school facebook it, it or looks like it was their face yeah they're their, like like their photos from the year yeah, yeah the facebook, facebook. That they had, yeah because back then yeah facebook was a real thing it was a, a book with a, everybody's photo in their name that yeah. you were in the school yeah it was it was like a, a, a yeah it was like a yearbook only you got it at the beginning of the year it was like a reference for all the students and then also the teachers to look for their students and things like that yeah you would look them up on your school's facebook it so, was a thing any of you kids who are young it's a thing it is a thing thank you david uh if you any of you kids are a little bit younger and think, hey, Facebook was just a, a social media site. It's got its name because of that. So there you go. You even learned something today. It was actually started in college. Yeah. For more information on that, watch the social network and then forget everything about it because that's not really how it happened. No, it's not even near how it happened, but it's entertaining, apparently. <laughs> and Jesse Eisenberg's kind of a dick. Yeah, well, I'm sure that's not acting. So... <laughs> <laughs> Not as bad as Michael Sarah. No, yeah, yeah. Michael Sarah's definitely a dick. <laughs> I don't even know these people. Fuck it. I can say what I want. It's America. Wow. Yeah, I, I like your idea. I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter and or vote for you to go into office. <laughs> You tell it like it is. I do, I do. I just you keep it real. And I'm a fucking moron, so yeah. I should do well. You're full of hate and you spit that hate out everywhere. Why are you not in charge of things? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm trying to be. You could be the dean of fucking Faber College. I should be the dean of Faber College. It's time somebody put their foot down over there and that foot is you. Is that, that foot should probably be somebody else because I'm way drunk, guys. I'm not leaving this office. <laughs> The dealing with these fucking kids. I don't got the kind of time. So anyway, uh, they come to Larry's picture, and everyone's like, "Yeah." And one guy goes, "We need the dudes." <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I don't know why. It's just funny. And Doug Kenny's guy delivers. Stork delivers some kind of a line about him too that was like really encouraging as well. Uh, yeah. It sounds. I can't. You can barely hear him because yeah. they're all kind of grumbling. Uh, the one I always hear is the guy go, "We need the dudes." <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck. But I thought it was kind of awesome because the way that Doug Kenny's character of Stork reacts to him because that character of what will be known as Pinto yes. is essentially Doug D- Kenny. Doug Kenny. Yeah, yeah. Doug Kenny wrote himself into a few characters. Like yeah. Pinto, I am almost 100% positive, was Doug Kenny when yeah. he was in college. Yeah. And Boone is Doug Kenny when he actually wrote the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, then they come to Kent and everyone freaks out and it's like, no! And like, Bluto They're screams throwing at fucking it. beer at the yeah. screen and, and so, like all their cans and shit and just freak 
freaking out. Otter gets up there and he he pretty much says he goes, "Yeah, this guy's a zero. That's true. That's true." He goes, "Let's think about everyone there, a freshman." You know, Boone had the face like a pepperoni pizza. Then he goes, "In Stork here, everyone thought Stork had brain damage. <laughs> just bums out Stork. It's just like ah." <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, this guy's a complete loser. Let me tell you the story of another loser. And no one wanted to hear an Otter, or, uh, Otter fucking uh, motivational speech. Yeah. yeah, so they kept throwing cans at him. And they're both in. <laughs> it's funny that that's how that worked. They just, they wanted him to shut up so bad that they just <laughs> let Flounder in. <laughs> they, let, they let Kent in and then threw beer cans at Otter. Because I've, I'm assuming almost everyone in there has been cock-blocked by Otter at least once in that fraternity. Oh, I'm sure that he yeah. has stolen many a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just like, oh, fuck, I can't get pissed because it's Otter, but fuck, I should have known better than to bring her around the house, I guess. <laughs> Anybody who has a girlfriend in that house, just like, hey, what can you see the fraternity house? Fucking never. <laughs> the only one that that doesn't work for is Boone, yeah. because yeah, basically <laughs> Otter just couldn't Otter work couldn't, his charm on her. Otter yeah. could not, you know, you gotta be, they gotta be a little, like, they, they can't be like a, a mature woman. Like, Katie's a mature woman, and so that, Boone's kind of horseshit isn't gonna work on her. No, his stick works on college girls. Yeah, his stick yeah. works on uh, uh, freshmen and sophomores, underclassmen. <laughs> Which is kind of scummy, too. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> Holy fuck, it's way scummy, but I mean, uh, I guess. Yeah, but he's still kind of a gray area because the way that he's getting girls doesn't seem like, I mean, he goes a little too far in one of the scenes, but that's yeah. most of the points, the way that he's referring to these rendezvous with women, mm -hmm. they seem to be absolutely consenting and really into him and too. I, and I suppose you're going to find out here in a little bit that it's not all underclassmen, it's some older women too who, you know, want to take a ride on <laughs> Otter. But anyway, we'll get to that. Anyway, Otter and Boone bust into Larry and Kent's room and holy shit I, I mean I I thought my room was small in college holy uh -huh. fuck that was tiny that was like a little fucking rectangle I mean that was it I mean the holy shit that room was small yeah dorm rooms can get ridiculous they can't I thought mine was small mine was like mine looked like a fucking mansion compared to that one <laughs> holy shit I think they did that on purpose they probably picked a really really, really small, small room, room in, in Oregon the, yeah threw in just the much as much fucking furniture as yeah, they could yeah. just for the scene and then, uh, so they bust in with fire extinguishers to wake the two up, and we cut to, uh, it is initiation time in our next clip. Uh, I state your name. I state your name. Do hereby pledge allegiance to the frat. Do hereby pledge allegiance to the frat. Uh, with liberty and fraternity for all. Amen. Amen. Sergeant at Arms, do your duty. Now on your Delta talk, my name is Weasel. Uh, from now on, your name is Mothball. Kroger, your Delta Tau guy name is Pinto. Why Pinto? Why not? Well, what's my Delta Tau guy name? Dorfman, you've given this a lot of thought. From now on, your name is Flounder. Flounder? I like how he's actually kind of into it. He's like, yeah, Flounder. Flounder. I've made it. I'm here. I just love I just, Why Pinto? Why not? Yeah, and the giant burb and yeah, everything. Why not? Just asshole. <laughs> <laughs> just love your name, Pinto. Now we can start calling them by their names. Um, so then uh, they begin to, you know, pour beer on one another, pour beer at all the pledges, and then we get Oh, them. it's important to note that when he's handing them out their names, he's also handing them... Pledge buttons. It's their pledge pins. So then they all start drinking, singing Louie Louie, having a good time so it seems fun but we're having a different experience 
experience next door at the Omega House, where we see uh, Kevin Bacon get bent over in his whitey tidies. Hashtag and, Bacon Boner. Yeah, hashtag Bacon Boner. And he is spanked with a uh, paddle. A paddle while being, uh, while he has to continue to say, Thank you, sir. May I have another? And Niedermeyer seems really, really into this. Well, he seems like, I'll say this Niedermeyer seems like he just finds this funny as a joke. He loves causing people pain. But Greg, the way Greg's smiling underneath his hood, he seems really into this. I'm pretty He's, sure I saw Niedermeyer like almost licking his lips when he sitting there. I Kevin thought he Bacon's was trying ass. to hold in like a laughter. Oh, every well. time. I thought like, that's Niedermeyer. He's like, ha. Ah. I try to make every character a sexual deviant. Yeah, yeah you really do. <laughs> but Greg is definitely a sexual deviant. Well, he's the, definitely got some sexual issues. Yes, yes, he does. And the way he's staring at it, he's the one where I'm like, yeah. He's the one where he's got his I eyes wide. Greg he's got this a, creepy smile. I think smile. Greg is actually a closeted homosexual. I would believe so, yes. And I think that he's more into seeing the man bent over in the tidy whities Yep. Because Kevin Bacon does have quite a gorgeous butt. Well, I mean, come on. He's hashtag bacon ass. Mm. That's good new. That's new. Hashtag, hashtag bacon has, ass. Hashtag bacon ass. Hashtag bacon Big boner. Boner. Hashtag bacon ass. <laughs> Why not, man? We, I mean, we've, we've come full circle. <laughs> we can end the show. We've, we've done it. Done. We cracked the code. <laughs> it began with a bacon boner and it ends with a bacon ass. Clip. Clip. Somehow. Uh, but yes. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. Uh, Niedermeyer strikes me as the type, though, who he, he still has a deviance to him. You're right. I think he enjoys causing pain. So I think it's sadism. He's, yeah, he has a so sadism. So he's enjoying streak. it, and I think this—I think it's like sexual sadism, where he likes it uh, on a sexual level. See, I think and you just think his sadism is he just likes to cause pain. He, I think he likes to cause pain to anybody. I think he would do that to a woman if he thought no one would find out about it. Well, it's not and just, get just as much enjoyment out of right, it, right? But on a sexual level, yeah, I think he would. Oh, so we're arguing. The sa- we're we're saying. I think I think he's just a sexual sadist with everybody. Yeah, I don't think it's just him. Yeah, yeah, same uh, Yeah, we're yeah. saying the same thing. Yeah, just, yeah, he's getting a boner while he's he's smacking. Kevin's ass clip somehow. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't talking about me. It was talking about him. <laughs> I mean, so was I. But yeah, yeah. I mean, somehow I don't know what's going on right here. And Greg is just turned on by man ass. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm yeah. positive that Greg is Greg, positive. Yeah, Niedermeyer. We have suspicions. He's at least, if nothing else, he is just a sadist. Uh, yes. You know, maybe sexual, maybe not, but he's definitely a sadist. Yes. Greg definitely is just has latent homosexual feelings, and he is trying to hide them. Because it is 1962. And he is going overboard about it as well. Yes, he is. Yeah. But, oh boy. But anyway, that's that seems like a fun fun fraternity to pledge. It does not. Fuck that shit. The only thing that was cool was the black robes and the candles. Yeah, yeah, right. Like the ceremony part of it, I'm like, all right, what's going Oh, uh, you're just going to... No. Oh, uh, Come on. They're, they're whitey tidies and you're going to spank them. Why couldn't you just steal a cadaver from like the medical lab and do some weird stuff? Yeah, make them touch it or some shit. Like everyone has to put their yes. hand inside of the cadaver. Yes. Like something now, like that. Now we're oh fuck, that's hot. <laughs> now we're fucking talking. <laughs> and then everyone would be like, Court's the sergeant at arms. You'd be like, uh, court, uh, mind your robe there, buddy. <laughs> Just starting to make a tent. Huh? <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's coming across the room at me. Court, court literally. Court, yeah. Court, you're already in the fraternity. You don't have to do this. <laughs> Fuck you. Don't tell me how to live my life. Don't judge me. This is my favorite part of the pledge week. <laughs> we have to talk about court. Nah, let him be. He's fine. 
<laughs> he's mostly harmless. For, for, forget it. He's on a ton of uppers right now. So anyway, now it's class time because, you know, hey, we got to have a class. It is college. And it seems to be, I believe, an English class. Yeah, I believe it is probably like a classic lit or yeah. English lit or literature. It's of some English sort. lit. Because I, they're, they're talking about Milton. So yeah. it has to be literature based in some form. And uh, this is Donald Sutherland as the teacher Jennings. Uh, he's teaching about Milton, and he's not getting much anybody, you know, looking at him or talking to him. And it's clear that he's also going through the motions, and he doesn't yes. want to do it either. So he stops and goes, well, I found Milton boring. Mrs. Milton found him boring, too. <laughs> I just fucking love that. Yeah. <laughs> and Donald Sutherland, of course, does this with the uh, same way he does any role. Fucking awesome. And creepy as shit. And creepy as shit. Fuck, yeah. this guy's good. <laughs> yes, but he also creeps me out. He creeps you the fuck out. Here's the way to get rid of that. Watch MASH. The movie MASH, you don't get creeped out by him there. Uh, so anyway, every the class is over, but you can tell he's like, but I still need papers for all of you. <laughs> then he kind of whines like, I'm not kidding. This is my job. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, man. Get it together over there. Yeah, he's breaking down and it's just one of those dudes where you feel like he got tenure really quick. Yeah. So he's staying here and he's comfortable, but at the same time, like, nobody takes his class serious. This isn't the life he wanted. No. He, when you find out it it's not. He wants to be an author. It, yeah. What happens to most authors? They become English lit teachers. He also, I think it was like, not just an author, but he was like, he wanted to be a poet, but he's terrible yeah. at it yeah, or yeah, something. He just fucking sucks at everything. <laughs> Except for, you know, he sucks at teaching, too. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Mandy and Babs are talking uh, while they are getting set for cheer practice, because they're both cheerleaders, and they're sitting of on the bench. Of course. Yes. And they're talking, Babs goes, come on, Mandy, you can tell me. And Mandy tells Babs that there's nothing to tell because Greg does not believe in premarital intercourse, which you know. That's horseshit. It's horseshit. I mean, he does just with probably men. Yes. Yeah, I mean, definite. That's just, that's life, man. Uh, man, and I, I, I mean, they, they allude to it and we're kind of filling in the cracks, yeah. but I mean, it's very obvious. Guys, it's going to get way clear here soon. Yeah. But also, is he just making an excuse because he can't really get into it? So he's just using Mandy as a beard? Probably. But what's worse is this. How about this? How about he's not gay? How about, or has no homosexual feelings? How about he's just impotent? It at this earliest stage in life. I was thinking that that might have been the joke, but I also so think then that he's that's... just not interested. He could also just be asexual. He could be. He could be he asexual. Seems, like, he he wants seems to like do... he's that tightly wound that like he's yeah. not even interested in sex at all. I don't think, like, maybe he has no sexual feelings, so then that means his smile while all this is happening is also just a, sa- a sadomistic smile. He's just happy that someone else is feeling pain. Possibly. Yeah, so that's another possible avenue. He's either, Greg is either a, a, a closeted homosexual, which nothing wrong with that, but he's being a dick about about it or two he's uh just he's uh he he's impotent at an early age which could be a heavy problem that's a sign of a serial killer for fuck's sake or C, uh, without physical damage, that could be a sign. Yes, of there you go. Yeah. Yes, and then or C, he's asexual. And he just doesn't. He doesn't feel a need for any of this business. Or D, all of the above. Yeah, he's all of it too. <laughs> Who fucking knows what's going on in Greg's mind? Anyway, uh, Babs also. This is something that lays some groundwork. Babs says that's too bad because she thinks he's dreamy. Yeah, and, and so now you that leads seats. Well, then then we look below. There's Bluto uh, staring up uh, the benches of the girl's skirt. That's a little. That's a little fucked up. <laughs> it's one thing if he's walking underneath the bleachers, looks up and notices, yeah. and pauses for like, a moment. Like, like, whoops! Oh, hey! But he looks like he has he's, specifically he, positioned himself there for this type of he, covert peeping. He followed them there, and yeah, he, he yeah. yeah he followed them into yeah. this. Yeah, Bluto's kind of fucked up, dude. That's not cool. That's not cool, Bluto. You can't be doing that shit. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. No, that's not. That's a lie. That's fine. But you should 
shouldn't be pervy rapist, okay? Don't do that. That's no way to go through life. Fat, drunk, and stupid peeping underneath bleachers at girls' panties. No way to go through life. That's right. That's right. Fat, drunk, without their consent, peeping. Without anyway. their consent. Now, if they give you their consent, then you're fine. You're flying clear. Because yeah. fat, drunk, and stupid, if I know anything about it, is a great way to go through life. In fact, for me, it's the only way I'm getting through this fucking soul-sucking hell that is called planet Earth. I mean, it's not necessarily the right thing to do, but it's always worked for you. Yeah, right? There to, you go. To reference Kiss the Goat's favorite <laughs> phrase. Yeah. Do we advocate it? No, but it's always worked for us. It's always worked for us. That's right. Uh, let's see here. Anyway, we have some ROTC training happening. Uh, both Larry and Kent are a part of it, of course. Uh, Chip as well. Chip seems to be kind of the leader of their little unit. And then Niedermeyer, who seems to be kind of the commander of the whole unit, rides up on his horse. He starts yelling at Kent's appearance. While he's doing this, Otter and Boone are up on a hill, uh, ready to practice some golf. Otter and Boone are watching them, and Boone goes, he's a vicious mother, isn't he? And Otter goes, yeah, he can't do that to our pledges. Which only Boone goes, we only we can do that to our pledges. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then we cut to, and then he's, yes, he's like, he goes, um, or he goes, touch up that cap, yeah. straighten out that jacket, and for God's sakes, tuck in those pajamas! And then he goes, ah, front, for face, and then he's leaning, he goes, what's that on, you know, on your, your lapel? Yeah, what's that on your chest, mister? Yeah. He goes, it's a pledge pin, sir. A pledge pin on your uniform! <laughs> you make me sick! You may- You're all worthless and weak! Now drop and give me 20! So- Which is arguably the most quotable thing yes. in this movie. I've seen that quoted so much. Even fucking DC Snyder in Twisted Sister put that at the end of We're Not Gonna yeah. Take It. Yeah, of course. Well, and then there's also, he, right before that, he's like, what side of, what sort of fraternity would pledge a man like yourself? It's a Delta pledge pin, sir. And he, then he tells him, you will report to the stables tonight and every other night and without that pledge pin. And then he gets up on his horse. He goes, you're all worthless and weak. Now drop it. Give me 20. <laughs> and then at this point, throughout all of this, Boone is trying to practice his golf swing. He hooks one right into the cafeteria into a big thing of soup, a big vat of soup. That'll come back. Yep, that's going to come back. Then the next one, he slices right into the dean's office, breaking a glass of brandy or bourbon or whatever he has on his desk. And a pitcher of water. Yeah, and a pitcher of water. I mean, just causing a ton of damage. Which we will see these kind of golfing jokes much later in Caddyshack, Uh but they're so set up here. Yes. And then Otter gets up there and he goes, you just gotta, you gotta keep practicing. He flows through and he swings once and it hits the horse right in the ass and as Niedermeyer tries to get to control. I think he tells him, like, keep your head he back your, and your arms straight or he something goes, like that your and arms, follow through. He yeah. goes, your arms straight, but you're not keeping your head down through your swing. And then he goes, just like this. And then he goes, swing through the ball. And the next one, after hitting the horse in the ass, hits Niedermeyer right in the head. He falls down. The horse takes off with Niedermeyer being dragged behind it and the entirety of the ROTC goes chasing after him. I noticed this time watching it around that you can actually see that the stuntman has like a harness wrapped around both legs. Yes. And like he's holding his arms in yes. to be dragged. He's doing the, the yeah. classic safest way to get dragged. Yeah. And it's like one of those things where they just hired a stuntman to just lay down in the outfit and do it. Yeah. And it's just like this quick little thing. For I would almost joke. bet money that's not even a real stuntman. It's just somebody Doug Kenny knew who's like, yeah, I could get dragged by a fucking horse. Uh, possibly. But I mean, it just seems like the way that the person is doing it, it's, it's at least someone ta- who yeah. knows how to get dragged. And they could have gotten anybody that just does any of those like kind of rodeo shows because that's one of the things that they'll do where you get dragged in the harness and then you pull yourself up and get back up on the horse or yeah. whatever like those kind of stunts yeah and that point boone goes i 
got to work on my game. And Johnner goes, don't think of it as work. Just try to relax and have a good time. <laughs> as Niedermeyer's being dragged away to God knows where. Oh, fuck, it's such a great scene. And yes, yeah. that entirety of Niedermeyer breaking fucking flounder down is fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's so quotable. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's. I think that's the thing that people who have never even seen the movie know those lines and know yeah. where they came from. It's just that yeah. part of pop culture. Exactly. Um, anyway, so then we cut to Boone and Katie are walking with Pinto. And Boone wants Katie to hook up Pinto with a girl. And he goes, we'll trade looks for a certain morally casual attitude, which Katie says to meet somebody he can fuck on the first date. And Boone goes, well put. See, Pinto's never been laid. So, <laughs> which embarrasses the shit out of Pinto. And then, then Boone who's goes, extremely awkward say? and shy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because Boone's like, what did I say? <laughs> fucking Boone's an asshole. <laughs> yes. But I fucking love it. But anyway, she goes, guys, please don't embarrass me in front of uh, her teacher. Uh, she really likes this one. And Pinto agrees. He goes, Mr. Jennings is a wonderful teacher. And uh, Katie goes, ah. Oh. And then Boone goes, huh. And drags her off. So you're like, oh. I, I love, I love the way that pinto says that yeah. and then boone just kind of looks at him <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about yeah and it's just like it's almost like boone is upset that someone would actually enjoy being taught by someone yeah he would he's upset that anybody would enjoy being in class like what yeah. the fuck are you talking about what are you going to this college for you're what just, are your goals in life son you're supposed to be here to party man and enjoy the last few years before you're saddled down at a desk for the rest of your life <laughs> and strapped down to a wife with like a billion kids yeah right <laughs> and some bullshit haircut <laughs> Makes you want to fucking shoot yourself. Christ, I'm depressed. <laughs> Back to the fun of this movie. Back to the fun of the movie. Uh, anyway, then Jenny says, this is uh, just something I do to pay the bills till my novel's finished. Yeah. And they go, how long have you been working on it? He goes, about 15 years. Must be very good. It's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> then Jenny asks if anybody wants to get high. They all agree. By the way, this shows you the, the nervousness of how it was back then. Just to get high, he locks all the doors, draws all the shades. Then they go into the bathroom, close the door, turn off all the lights and now they could get high and you're like wow that is some paranoid shit right there and, and then what i love is goes pinto goes i won't go schizo will i because it's a distinct possibility <laughs> and that leads to our next clip hey hey paula i wanna marry you hey hey paula nobody else could ever do I've waited, waited so long, long for school to get through, get through, I can't wait no more for you. Okay, so that means that our whole solar system could be like one tiny atom in the fingernail of some other giant being. <laughs> this is too much. That means that... One tiny atom in my fingernail could be, could be one little tiny universe. Could I buy some pot from you? <laughs> and one of the things that was happening, like right before we go into that, too, yeah. before he, he asked if we were going to go schizo, and then he takes a hit and then immediately says, Am I doing this right? And he lets all the smoke out. Yeah, he lets all the smoke out. Just and try then, not to drool so much at the end right, of it. Which is like, the professor is like totally cool, but he's like, He's drooling all over that joint, <laughs> and other people have to put that in their mouths, yeah. which is really fucking disgusting. It is. And like, the professor's just like, Just try not to drool on it so yeah. much. Yeah. He's totally kind about he's it. He's trying to be a cool, nice guy. He's yeah. trying to, you know, this kid has never smoked before, so fuck it. 
And then also, I love the look on the professor's face after he says, "Can I buy some pie from you?" He's like, gets wide eyed. Well, before all this, when they're singing in the tub, it should be noticed the professor is staring pretty hardcore at those two. Like, yeah, he's into he's into Karen Allen's character. Yeah, but one other cute thing about uh, Kiefer Sutherland is when he talking about the molecule and you know one molecule under my fingertip could be, and then he goes, "One tiny universe." And the king, like, you tell it blows Pinto's mind, and he thinks that's so cool. He kind of like smiles, and Kiefer Sutherland smiles. To Jenny smiles Donald, to himself. Donald, did I say Kiefer? Twice, Fuck me. Yeah. yeah. Donald Sutherland smiles to himself and he's yeah. just like, ha, it's, it was like, yeah, that's cool. I remember my first bear. But I think he likes the idea that he expanded this kid's mind. And yeah. as much as he may be disenfranchised from being a professor for all these years, I think part of him still enjoys opening young minds and teaching people. And I think that moment with Otter was like reminding him uh, Pinto. Of, of Pinto. That moment of, with Pinto was reminding him of what it felt like to read. Each a kid. If he had a, teach them, you know? if he had a classroom full of pintos, yeah. he'd be like probably happier with his life. He'd be, feel like he was doing something. Yeah, but that's not college. No, no, that's not college at all. You get maybe you get one pinto every five years, man. One kid who actually is interested in your class for real and not just looking for the credits. Yeah, especially yeah. when you teach English literature. English lit to underclassmen. Holy fuck, that's a requirement. Nobody wants to take this fucking class, and maybe you get one kid who really wants to every five. Five years. We cut to that night. Kent's in the stables trying to clean. Uh, the horse does not like Kent at all. And when it looks like Kent's just trying to defend himself, he kind of has a shovel up and he's trying to just threaten the horse to get it to back off. Yeah, he's terrified. He is. And well, the horse is being a dick. Yeah. Well, it's Niedermeyer's horse. Yeah. And Niedermeyer walks in, sees this, and starts reading him the riot act about being a sick bastard and says he's Again, smash- because he's a sadistic prick, he yeah. loves seeing Kent be terrified and, you know, basically being backed down by well, this horse. And the first thing he does which is really fucking weird is he and this is maybe weird from Niedermeyer's part he throws uh, uh, Flounder down to the ground and while he's down there he feeds the horse a carrot from his own mouth yeah so, so the they horse pretty basically much is kiss kissing him, him. Yeah. yes and he goes my baby my baby and it's just like oh so that's what Niedermeyer's into because I noticed that a lot of the Omegas have girlfriends no and Niedermeyer's girlfriend is probably his horse it's the horse man it's the fucking horse dude and so anyway he's uh, like Kathy Catherine and great, only in reverse. Yeah, exactly. He's going to cornhole that ass with his wiener. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, as he, he threatens uh, Kent, we see in the background, Bluto and D-Day are sneaking around. Anyway, Niedermeyer says he wants those sta- uh, the stable standing clean by 0800, uh, and then also said that pretty much the days are numbered for uh, uh, for uh, Flounder and all his sick Delta buddies. He calls them sick while he makes out with a fucking horse. And then forces fucking poor Dorfman to yep. do push-ups into horse shit. Into horse shit, exactly. So anyway, he leaves. And Bluto and D-Day have a plan to get back at that son of a bitch. So the first thing, that, this is really awesome. And this is some of the John Belushi comedy that you don't get with words. He runs out into the night while they're bringing the horse. And they're in front of like the, the main hall. And he literally slips on the grass. I don't know if he meant to do that or if that was something he just fucked up. Because it did look like a very kind of dewy night yeah. for, that, for Oregon. Yeah. And he gets up and then he hops around like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, Dave, he I turns it 
into a barrel roll. He turns it into a barrel roll, then yeah. gets up and he's like all like dun dun, you know, like a Mission Impossible stance. And you're just yeah. like, that's so fucking hilarious. Yeah. So they get the horse up into D. Wormer's office. They get him in there. Of and, course. Oh man, and 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 he and uh, fucking Flounder thinks it's great, and then they hand Flounder a gun and tell him it's time to finish it. Looks like a call forty five. Yes. And as Flounder's going inside, they reassure each other, just blanks. Just blanks. So he gets in there. The horse is all being a dick again to him, being a dick. He's getting ready to shoot him. And then the horse all of a sudden stops, almost like maybe he got used to Flounder. It kind of just stops freaking out and kind of looking at him. And then Flounder feels bad, doesn't want to kill an animal. So he points the gun into the sky and shoots it, which causes the horse to have a heart attack and die. And, and the way they cut it is so hilarious. Yeah, too. with the horse going, <laughs> And that actually leads to our next clip. Holy shit! There were blanks in that gun! I didn't even point the gun at him! Holy shit! There were blanks in that gun! Maybe he had a heart attack! Holy shit! If you want the homecoming parade in my town, you have to pay it. Oh, man, I don't think it's right that you should extort money from the college. Look... As the mayor of favor, I've got big responsibilities. These parades are very expensive. You're using my police, my sanitation people, my free Oldsmobile. So if you mention extortion again, I'll have your legs broken. <laughs> well, I'm sure I can arrange a nice little honorarium from the student fund. <laughs> and another thing, you better sit on that zoo fraternity of yours. I don't want no drunken riots in my town. Don't worry, Carmine. I've got those boys just where I want them. We'll have the best homecoming parade Faber's ever had. We're both losing <laughs> our shit on all of these clips. <laughs> just because in the background, you could hear the school janitor measuring out the horse. And instead of just stringing the horse out lengthwise from the door, he, he figures, comes back with a small he chainsaw. Can, he can't go wide, so he cuts the horse in half. <laughs> Which is such a fucking lampoon joke. Oh, fucking and the is. thing that's so it is the fact that Wormer and the fucking mayor, who seems really mobbed up. <laughs> yeah, he seems way mobbed up. They're basically having this normal conversation and they're both ignoring the fact that there's a dead horse in there that the poor janitor is dealing with. <laughs> yeah. That is so fucking National Lampoon right there. So it's so nat- perfect. Oh my god, that whole scene. Yeah. And then of course lead up, holy shit. <laughs> this, now, the way he says shit is yeah. fucking hilarious. The first time I ever saw this movie was edited for TV on TBS. Yeah. And I was watching it with my dad. It was one of those movies where he stayed up to watch it with me when he shouldn't have been because uh-huh. he had to get up early for work uh-huh. and he was telling me about it because he's like oh man they cut it out but it's so funny the way he does it he goes holy <laughs> shit <laughs> and he just kept doing it, I love it. he must have had a heart attack <laughs> holy <laughs> shit there were blanks in that gun <laughs> holy <laughs> shit <laughs> and then I love how they always always when they're leaving a place scream <laughs> the best thing to do would be you just quietly walk out nope nope they gotta scream and run away <laughs> it's like super panic mode yeah, yeah yeah they always go to super panic mode oh my god that whole scene especially with the chandler that fucking and you could hear the tape measure in the background and we both lost our shit yeah. <laughs> fucking because you could see it in yeah. your head so you wouldn't have had zucker brothers and airplane with their kind of jokes that were very similar to this yeah. very dark but very funny because it's yeah. just not yes. serious attention called if it, it weren't for this you wouldn't have airplane either yeah absolutely holy fuck can you believe not having airplane in our lives. I know. And I can't wait till we do that movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> so now we cut to the cafeteria scene, and this has to be maybe one of the most famous scenes, or maybe one of the greatest scenes John Belushi has ever done in his career. <laughs> All physical, very little dialogue, if any. All physical. He walks in. <laughs> First, he, he goes, looks at the trash, sees the someone threw soup away. There's a golf ball in it. Yeah. There's the golf ball. So he picks it up, starts eating the golf ball, yep. as if that's even physically possible. But fuck it, it's Bluto, so apparently. Yeah, Bluto can and do while, it. And while he's eating a golf ball out of a soup, trash soup, he starts hitting on a girl who's trying to just get rid of her fucking tray. With his eyebrows. With his eyebrows. In his eyes. That's it. Yeah. Uh, uh, then, then he goes through this whole break. He gets a tray. He just starts piling food on the tray. He starts eating food. He starts pocketing food. He's like taking bites and putting it back or putting yes. entire sandwiches in his mouth and swallowing them whole. And I, I, Fucking amazing. Yeah. This routine has been stolen a billion times. By from everybody. Yeah. Everyone has stolen this. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking that good. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. All right. So as Bluto is doing all this, Otter has joined Mandy at a table. Mandy doesn't seem to really want him around, but they seem to have a history. He goes, is this any way to treat an intimate friend? As they are talking, Greg, Babs, and Chip join them. Babs is like, oh, I hope we're not interrupting we're, we something. We can't wash over the whole conversation with Otter there. Yeah. Because <laughs> what do you want to do? Because I was trying to. <laughs> yeah, you want to wash it over, but Otter crosses a boundary here. He sits next to her. He scoots up to her. Yeah, invades her space, puts his arm around her, and gets super gropy she with her. She asks him to leave like three or four times, and he won't do it. He won't leave. And, and then, then he, he has- offers to massage her thighs while she's eating, and does it anyway, even though she tells him not to. I know. Those are all boundaries that Otter is crossing. This is the one time in the film where you know for sure Otter is basically almost like a sexual predator at this point with what he's doing kinda yeah it's yeah. wrong granted and the time frame that this takes place in in the 60s probably people wouldn't even bat an eye and that's just yeah. people were used to that but I'm telling you right now that's wrong that shit don't fly today that shit don't fly and it never yeah. should have it never should have I'm just saying I can't change the past I'm just saying we can change our time now that shit don't fly today that shit don't fly in this town yeah and I love how you tried to brush it by like you're just like <laughs> I don't want to talk about it I don't, don't want to deal fucking, with it I just want to fucking enjoy a movie alright we have to talk about no, it. it I know, I know, and I even fucking glaringly saw it. I was like, oh. So anyway, so the three of them join him, and then they go, uh, Babs is all like, oh, I hope we're not interrupting anything, and uh, Mindy goes, well, uh, Eric was just leaving. He goes, well, no, it wasn't, and Greg's like, I can make you leave, so of course, Greg's the only thing he knows what to do is, you know, get physical, but although maybe he's not only so with wrong. man anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, at this point that we see Bluto walk behind Niedermeyer and make a horse noise as Niedermeyer is wearing a neck brace. Yeah. And that fucking he turns real quick and then <laughs> Bluto walks off. And he does this like little shuffly dance where he does yeah, it yeah, where yeah. he's just he's like, like <laughs> and smiling like <laughs> with a huge tray filled with like all sorts of food. Uh, uh-huh. So he sits down at the table with all of them and he starts taking food off of everyone else's plate put it on his own. And <laughs> as he starts eating That's a detail that I missed like for the longest uh, yeah, time. He starts taking food off of all their plates and starts <laughs> putting it on and shit like that. And then as he eats an entire sandwich and all in one bite or whatever it was, yeah. Babs goes, that boy is a P.I.G. pig. And then uh, Mandy goes, Greg, isn't there something you could do? And, and Otter goes, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. Just keep your hands and feet away from his mouth at all times. <laughs> and then uh, Greg goes, don't you have any respect for yourself? And 
that's when Bluto takes some jello and just squeezes it into his mouth while staring. Well, John Belushi has the deadest of eyes while staring at him while doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's um that's when I'm sorry, that's when Babs calls him a pig. That then, boy is a P-I-G pig. And then he does this. He takes a little roll of uh mashed potatoes. It's a roll of potatoes. Yeah, well, it's one of those like scoopers where they use an ice cream scooper yeah. for potatoes, like but it held line. together, and he yeah. goes, Try to guess what I am now. And he puts it in his mouth, he rolls it around a little bit, smashes his cheeks with his fists. The the white stuff goes all over Chip, Greg, and Babs, and he goes, I'm a sit. Get it? <laughs> and then in one of the classic abilities of Belushi's acting, Greg grabs him. He goes, All right, you son of a bitch. And as he's grabbing him, he cuts to Belushi, who ups and downs, raises his eyebrows yeah. constantly, like ha, 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 ha. and then you know, he runs off and they give chase and everyone's chasing after him. And then the you know, things are being thrown, people are flying falling all over. Niedermeyer gets tackled by his whole fucking crew. That's breaking his neck even more. Yeah. And then Belushi yells out, food fight! Everybody starts food fighting. Then we cut back to Otter and Mandy, and he goes, how about I take you out tonight for dinner? And she goes, don't flatter yourself, Otter. It wasn't that great. To which he points at himself, looks, he goes, Mouse, not that great. <laughs> or no, not great. Yeah. He goes, not great? Like, like he's shocked that he's someone sh- would actually not enjoy his dick. Yeah. yeah, he was like, that's shocking. Shocking to him. So anyway, then we uh, cut to Mandy and Greg are at Lookout Point. I, I would assume it's probably called Lookout Point or some shit. It's a place where people go to fucking cars. Yes. Anyway, they're sitting there in his convertible and she thinks she sees a suited star, but he has to correct her and say that's probably a 747. All the while you notice that her one <laughs> shoulder is moving, is moving like crazy. And she's really leaned up against him. Yeah. And then she goes, uh, Greg, is anything happening yet? And he's My arm's like, getting kind of tired. Yeah, and he's like, like, oh, it's just they deal with the Delta it's just a little bit faster. And then he goes, that Eric Stratton, he's like he's not in jail for the things he's done to women. And then she sighs going, I'll say. And he goes, you'll say. What? And she goes, what? He goes, you'll say. I said you should be in prison. You said you say it. I was like, you said what? She goes, damn it, Greg, if you do not even try, neither am I. And she brings her hand up. She was wearing a fucking rubber glove. She takes yeah. it off and throws it. I'm like, that's romantic. I'm like, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. The whole thing with wearing a rubber glove to give a hand job in a car. Yeah. And just a hand job and like they're not even kissing. Mandy seems to be somewhat of a germaphobe. I don't know if she's a germaphobe or if maybe that's just something that Greg requires. So there's no like skin on skin contact. So it's technically not sexual. Maybe. But I think that's more her. Just kind of her prim, how prim she likes to be. Maybe. Like, I, I don't think she wants jism in her hands. Clip. Clip. <laughs> 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 so anyway, Greg then drops her off at home, and we see Bluto staring from the bushes. All right, people, this is going to get a little weird, so just stick with me. We're going to get through this. Bluto grabs a ladder and throws it up, and so he climbs up. A ladder that's just mysteriously laying by a tree for no lays, reason. Well, no reason. And he's able to climb up to the second level, and we see a room of topless girls pillow fighting. So like every prepubescent boy's dream of what happens in the sorority house, that's Lampoon decides to say, fuck it, we're going to do that. Every pubescent boy's dream of what girls do when they get together. Yes. If they're into girls. Yes. Is topless pillow fighting. Yes. Yeah. And so Mandy comes in and then she leaves that party. So he decides to follow Mandy. <laughs> this is such another Lancelot Lampoon joke. He takes his ladder and he shoves it over and it is loud. And they even cut to inside the house and you can hear it in the house. Yet no one does anything about it. They, they act like they don't know what's happening. Well, I I 
like the idea that he's hopping on the ladder instead of like climbing down because he might miss something, but it's taking him so much longer where he could have climbed down and moved the ladder over one (laughs) more window and it would have been like probably much faster. But he's doing it and it's just so loud and it's just like (laughs) kabam, kabam. And there's no way you couldn't not hear it. But none of them do. Yeah. Which is so lampoon. Yeah. So national lampoon. Especially because they cut to inside the house and you could still hear it. So if we can hear it inside the house, why can't they hear it inside the fucking house? Or is this something that these girls are into? Do they maybe, want maybe, to be like voyeurs? And, maybe, yeah. Well, especially Mandy. Maybe Mandy knows Bluto's looking at her. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. And, and I, you know what? I'd rather she does. It makes this less creepy. <laughs> anyway, as yeah, Bluto- Peeping Tom is like a really weird It was a thing, really weird especially standard in movie- joke back then. Yeah, and it's, just, and it's used in movies as an excuse to show nudity anyway. And it's like a thing where the movie's literally going, you're just as bad for wanting to see this. It, it really is. Yeah, it's kind of a message, too. You're right. You're exactly right <laughs> on that. Well, anyway, Mandy gets topless. Thank you, movie. Thank you, movie. And all the pillow fighting also very yeah, much thank they, you, movie. And then she takes out like her high-waisted underwear to expose her stomach and starts caressing it. And that's when Belushi looks back behind and looks right at us as the audience. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm a dirtbag, so, so are all you, of you. Because you want to see it just <laughs> as bad as we do. Walk out of the room, then, if you don't want to see it. And tell your friends, to, tell your degenerate friends to call you back in. Or you're going to sit there and watch it because you're a fucking degenerate just like the rest of you're us. You're just as bad as me. Yep. Yeah. And so then she starts touching herself and he he falls backwards on the ladder. I always thought the National Lampoon joke was this. Then he got such a massive raging heart on and pushed him away from the house and he fell on the ladder. Yeah, because as she reaches down into her underwear, yeah. they cut to him falling backwards. That's what he's like. He's got this. Uh, 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 yeah. I really think it's because he got a heart on it. And, and it was super fast and it just shoves him back. Shoves yeah. it back. That's, that's got to be what that that's joke gotta is. That's got to be the joke. I mean, that's yeah. a National Lampoon joke. Totally, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, guys, not for nothing. Crossing the streams and Ghostbusters, it's just a piss joke. It's National Lampoons. It's fucking Harold Ramis thinking that's fucking funny. <laughs> and it is. It is fucking funny. So anyway, so that that's kind of a creeper scene, but uh, but you're right. They, they, they take care to make sure we're all creepers with him. So. <laughs> it doesn't oh. make it okay. It yeah. just is an excuse to put nudity in the film yes you know and it's never good to peeping tom unless you like are, it's some kind of weird play game that you have with a consenting adult especially because at this point the only nudity we've had was matheson's ass so in the in the beginning scene with otter yeah. when he's getting ready uh let's see here which was very good for matt and anybody else that's into matheson's ass is he bigger than me <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's see here. So now we cut to the next day and we see a woman who's printing off some psych tests. Uh, these are back in the old days of how you had to print them off. So there was like a, like a microfilm that they came Thermofax from. or something like that. Yeah, I, think they called like them. That. I can't remember what it was, but it's like a memo. Memo. Yeah. I just called it like a film. It's like a yeah. film. And she threw the film away and we see Chip walks in and he replace, he picks up that film and replaces it with another in the trash. Later, Bluto and D-Day are going through the trash and they are able to find the film, but we see in the background Greg and Chip are watching and laughing. This cuts to uh, the test where they're all kind of taking tests, kind of looking at each other, and then um, you know you see like Greg and another guy, they're like smiling because they know that they're going to fucking fail this fucking psych test. Well, I think it's funny that everybody knows that Delta has been cheating all yeah, of this time, but, and it's so fucking obvious that they've been cheating because the way that they've been cheating is just to pull it out of the trash that that's how they set them up. Yeah, exactly. It's hilarious. It's hilarious, but no one ever thought to do anything because no one's been told to get rid of Delta before, you know? Yeah, until they got on double secret probation, whatever that is. Yeah, whatever the fuck that is. Well, anyway, we have happenings at the Delta.
the house, and that is our next clip. Uh, she broke her date. Washing her hair. Dead mother. We're in trouble. I just checked with the guys at the Jewish house, and they said that every one of our answers on the psych test were wrong. Every one? Those assholes must have stolen the wrong fucking exam. Oh, God, look what just creeped in. Well, well, well. Looks like somebody forgot there's a rule against alcoholic beverages in fraternities on probation. Tool. I didn't get that, son. What was that? I said, uh, what a shame that a few bad apples have to spoil a good time for everyone by breaking the rules. Put a sock on it, boy, or else you'll be out of here like shit through a goose. Yes, sir. Now, you boys seen your grade point average yet? Well, have you? I have, sir. I know it's a little below par. At it's the more than a little below par, mister. It stinks. It's the lowest on campus. It's the lowest in Faber history. Uh, well, sir, we're hoping that our midterm grades will really help our average. <laughs> Laugh now, because you clowns have been on double secret probation since the beginning of this semester. Double secret probation? And that means one more slip up, one more mistake, and this fraternity of yours has had it at Faber. <laughs> Well, that was pleasant. Nice of him to stop by, don't you think? We've got to do something. He's serious this time. I think he knows about the exams. He's right. You're right. We've got to do something. Absolutely. You know what we got to do? Toga party. We're on double secret probation, whatever that is. We can't afford to have a toga party. You guys up for a toga party? Toga! Toga! Yeah, I think they like the idea, Hoof. Oh, Otter, please don't do this. We got news for you, pal. They're gonna nail us no matter what we do. So we might as well have a good time. Toga, 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 Fuck, where am I? All right. Uh, we cut to Boone is with Katie doing laundry. He's trying to defend the party, but Katie's not going. She doesn't want him to go. They seem to kind of end on an off-putting moment. She's like, she makes a joke. I'll, I'll write you a note saying you're too well to attend. I've also used that joke as yeah, a reference where <laughs> too well. I've asked my mother to write me sick notes when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, like for high school, like I'm too well to attend. Yeah. <laughs> I've used that before. Yeah, nice. And then I've also said that to my wife when I didn't want to go to work. I'm too well to attend too today. Well to Funny. Very funny. <laughs> I love their back and forth, the type yeah. of humor. It's very like very like quick and very punchy, like uh type of like New York type comedy like you would expect yeah. from like the, the dialogue back and forth. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh just, yeah. It has that like, you know, just real quick like real choppy, snappy, kinda yeah. like uh uh anything Aaron Sorkin does. Yeah. Very snappy. Yeah, that kind of dialogue, yeah. Yeah. Uh anyway, uh Flounder has got his bro's car for the weekend. Uh he's gonna go ahead and go pick up his uh girlfriend in it. But first they gotta drive for the food king. Food king, food king, food king, gotta get to the food king. This sequence doesn't really need to be in the film other than yeah. for meeting one character yes. or two characters. Anyway, they kind of have some arbitrarily just fucking around in the grocery store where Otter meets an older woman and starts hitting on her and this other older woman ends up being the Dean's wife. Mrs. Dean Wormer. Marion Wormer. Yeah. And I sampled this movie in uh, in one of my, my actually my very first band. Yeah. We had a song called Sensuous and <laughs> her saying people are sensuous. Yeah. I, I use it at the start of the yeah. song. Yeah. Cucumbers are sensual. People are, are sensuous. sensuous. Yeah. Sensual. That's, that's what I 
meant. <laughs> I just fucking love that. For some reason, it always yeah. makes me that. And yeah, it, yeah. And I do love, and I don't, I'll just, I want to go over it real quick. I love the sequence where Otter is tossing shit at Flounder. Yeah. And like, he's just catching all this stuff like amazingly. Yeah. I don't and like know holding on to it like one he's hand. Doing and, all that. Yeah. It's, that had to be one of his stupid skills that, too. It must be like, I can catch anything you throw at me. The. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, that like, or just or it's like we'll just shoot till you drop the first thing. Okay, boom, boom. <laughs> They're probably like, "Do we cut? No, you keep fucking throwing, man. Throw that shit." Yeah, <laughs> it looked get, awesome. Let's see how far, how far we can go. It's just like Otter. Wait, Otter. I love that uh, shit. Yeah, and then Boone stuffs Pinto's sweater vest full of meat. Yeah, they yeah. don't they don't need it for the party. I think that this is just another prank where they yeah, like their just, pledges, just so they're a, gonna fuck with them. Yeah, you gotta fuck with them a little bit. And as um, Pinto's leaving the checkout girl kind of stops him. He says he's just pledging a fraternity. She says she won't tell. And then he talks her into a date uh, at the toga party. That's going to be uncomfortable later. But anyway. She does say my father would kill me if he knew I were going to a frat party. Yeah. And he says frat party. He doesn't specifically say toga. No, he does not. He says yeah. uh, you want to come to a frat party. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, things are about to get super uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. Anyway, it's party time at Delta House. Uh, Kent brings Sissy, his girlfriend, who he nicknamed Sis. Future Pence. I mean, I'm just saying, that's that's gotta be a nice little fucking joke. Just throw it in there for you. Yeah. If you're paying attention. And as he introduces her to Otter, Otter. and then he goes to get a drink, and he goes, you two talk. And it's like, fuck it, you dumb bitch. Oddly <laughs> enough, you never see Sissy again. You do. Mm, yes, she disappears you do. They're dancing. Yeah, but but she they dis- disappear for a little bit. Really long time before she comes back to dance her with right. Flounder. So yeah, you don't see her again. You don't see Flounder again either. Uh, I just view flounders probably sitting in the corner of the room while otter you know takes her down <laughs> yeah i yeah. think otter took her up to the room fucked oh, yeah. the shit out of her and then she came back down and met up with flounder yes probably oh um, definitely that's, we, there's that's nothing about to. otter that wouldn't have yeah, him wouldn't do, that. do that yeah and then we come to the singer i almost clipped this and i should have i'm really kicking myself that i didn't i really wish i would have but there's a guy singing on the steps to a bunch of girls as bluto's coming down and he sings as long as uh i, I gave my love a cherry, cherry that, that had, had no, no Stone. I gave my love a story that had, had no, no end. Yeah. I gave my as he keeps a chicken that had no, no bone. I yeah. gave my love a story that had, had no, no end. end. And as he keeps singing this, Bluto looks up, looks down, takes the guitar, it smashes it against the wall, furiously, violently. And then after it's done, he hands it back to the guy. He goes, "Sorry." <laughs> oh, I was gonna say the Stephen Bishop guy that we were talking about that did uh, the uh, the score. Yeah, the guy on the stairs with the guitar. That's so oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, that, that did right. some of the score with John. Belushi apparently that's, or, or was it re- responsible for some of the music that's fucking great yeah that is just so fucking great uh anyway so um checkout girl gets there and she's like I got a lot of catching up to do so she starts pounding their delta punch which I'm gonna assume is like a lot of alcohol with red food coloring I'm assuming it is the strongest liquor you can find possibly moonshine yeah. yes of the variety that's just shy of becoming test fuel yes and mixed with just enough punch yeah. to make it to where you can't tell just how much alcohol you are getting. Well, anyway, she's basically pa- the kind of drinks that I used to make back in the day. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uncle Psyops rot gut. Yes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it did. It rotted out your gut, man. That shit fucking sizzled my nose hairs off. It's deadly. It was. It, it was really bad. It was really bad shit, man. <laughs> but in a good way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, so then, hey, it's time to dance. It's shout time. And one of the you know great moments, Otis Day in the Night singing shout. And Not all a the real kids band. Dancing. Not, Not a, a real, real band, band at but all. The, but the actor who played Otis changed his name to Otis Day, and yeah. he went on tour with people to perform the song. That yeah, he did because he show. could sing. It, yeah. That's him yeah. saying it. Yeah. So fuck or, it. Or, well, anyway, the whoever he was, the guy who performed the songs, ended up changing his name to Otis Day just so he could like go on tour. Yes. And do for stuff. Big this movie guy. Yeah. Which is kind of a weird thing that happens in comedies when you have like not necessarily joke bands but like not real bands performing songs like for these kind of sequences yeah they end up getting an entire career out of them yeah yeah exactly <laughs> well anyway it's a it's a great moment this is the next time you see kent and sissy it, 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 they're getting beard poured all over them while they're dancing everyone's having fun everyone's having a great time she doesn't want to dance because her crotch hurts from all the shit that otter just did to her <laughs> Oh, no, she wants to dance. Maybe she's trying to work out all the shit Otter did to her. Or drop off all the shit Otter <laughs> dropped on her. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, we then cut to a car bashing right into the front of the uh, house. And it's uh, Not very... just the front of the house, but she's like three cars and then the house. Yeah, it, it seems to be a very intoxicated Mrs. Warmer. Uh, just how Matt likes them. Yeah, right. Yeah, she is hammered as the day is long. So anyway, she walks in and then we cut to Pinto looking like he's about to get some. He gets up into... Hoover's room, and as she's starting to take off her bra and she's on top of him, she passes out, leaving him with hands full of tissues and yes. a bra. And if you look as she's undoing the bra, the tissue paper thing, it's actually kind of obvious yeah. that the tissue paper is there. Yeah. And that joke is okay. That joke's funny. That joke's kind of funny. Then we see her topless, and you think right now, hey. Hey, thank you, movie, kind thank of. You, but, but that's going to change real fucking soon. Not real fucking soon, but in about another 35 minutes. But the reason that you can say thank you, movie, this is... This is an actual legal the, age actress. Yeah, the actress herself has got to be of legal age for them She's to the be She's the same actress, I believe, who played the main uh, female girlfriend, character, girlfriend yeah. in Caddyshack. Yeah, the Irish girl. Just like, she put an Irish accent a, on it. A very bad Irish accent, A but very yes. bad one, yes. yeah. And cut her hair and dyed it black. Yeah, Don, uh, Danny's girlfriend from yes. Caddyshack, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. But you can still thank you, movie. But if you go into the movie realm and you thank the movie, you, you've you've made a poor choice. <laughs> You're doing some Epstein shit. Can you have a seat over here, please? <laughs> Chris, uh, Chris Hansen. Yeah, Chris Hansen shows to up. Catch a predator, yeah. yeah. You want to have a seat over here, please? So, you brought punch. Uh. <laughs> Toga party, eh? Uh, let's see here. All right. So, uh, anyway, so then he has a inner convo with his angel and devil. Uh, they both, you know, the devil's telling him to grab the the major league or the wazoos. And, uh, he says, grab her ass, yeah, sucker tits. tits yeah. And he says, fucker, grab her, fucker, grab her yeah, ass, fucker, sucker fucker, tits. Fucker, fucker. Yeah. And well, the angel. Doing it. Telling him to be nice and not do that. Don't something about, I'm shocked at you. Lawrence. If you lay one finger on that girl, you will never forgive yourself or something along those and, lines. And Pinto does the right thing. And sort of. Well, that, well, well, how about this? He doesn't rape her. Yeah. He doesn't sexually assault her, but. But he, but he does. The we'll way he that. doesn't sexually assault her is the wrong <laughs> it's way. It's fucking wrong. But okay. Anyway, the angel says he's proud. The devil drops a homophobic slur. And then that's over. That's the same actor who plays Pinto. Pinto yeah, on both, both the, the angel and yeah, the devil. devil yeah. yeah. And then while all this is happening, it's cut in and out with Otter pretty much setting up his room to nail the dean's wife, who is now just in some lingerie. And and not bad, Mrs. Wormer. Not bad. 
bad. Mrs. Warmer's keeping it tight. Yeah, she's keeping that shit tight. Whatever estrogen pills the doctor has her on to try and counteract that menopause is working okay for Mrs. Warmer. Fucking, I know P90X isn't a thing, but it looks like it's a thing. That's not a thing. It's not a thing Not at this time. Not at that time. No, you're right, but it looked like it's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. Thank you, David. Thank you. (laughs) I do have to comment, though. I love where she's taking off her coat and she hands it to him. He puts it on a hanger and he's so blasted. He can't even get it on the rod in his room. He drops it. And then they repeat the same thing for her dress. So he very cautiously, very calmly, very nicely goes to hang this stuff up. It's just he's so fucking lit. He can't do it. And he also can't even get a single thing of ice into the cup when he's trying to be smooth. He's popping up. Boom, 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 boom. (laughs) Just like shoving it in there. Just like, motherfucker. And I love how she just giggles at him the whole time. She throws off her shoes and it keeps breaking glass everywhere. So now we cut to Pinto leaves the girl wrapped up in a toga, in a coat. And then a coat and a shopping cart. It looks like he haphazardly put her dress back up. Yeah. Wrapped her in the sheet that was on the bed on top of that. And then put a coat on her. And put a coat on her. And, and then, then he, he has his own toga on with yes, another coat. Yeah. yeah. And then he rings the doorbell and runs away. And who should come out but the mayor? And if you look as he's driving or he's pushing the cart past, it does it, say Mayor Carmichael yeah, yeah. or whatever. Carmine. You Carmine know. or whatever. And so when he's pushing her up to the front door and then rings the doorbell, like in a shopping cart, you're just like, oh, dude, that's low. Yeah. Oh, man. But like, how else is he supposed to do it? Because she's hardcore that passed out. Like, how is he supposed to get her home? Yeah, right. Well, the mayor's <laughs> pissed. And so he calls the dean who's like, who's now dealing with a very drunk wife. Her feet's are like all over him. She's almost kicking him. She's purposely shoving her foot like she's trying to get her foot into his mouth. She's trying to. She wants some more sex. She wants it from her husband at this point. I think that Otter opened her up to a world of foot worship that she never knew she liked before. Maybe. Because she's like trying to get her husband really into her feet. Exactly. And he's just not down at all. He says he has a good idea who's done this and he's going to string him up by the balls. Uh, So then we cut the next day to the school paper. We see Delta is in a probation hearing that day. And also the dean's wife has been sent away to a a camp. (laughs) Like a relaxation or something like that. Yeah, but it's a rehab. Yeah. He sent her to rehab. Uh, bitch went to Betty Ford. Yeah, bitch went to Betty Ford. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, Babs is laying some groundwork with Greg. You know, she's like reading, you know, they read that. They go, I bet it was that Eric Stratton. You'd be surprised who he had. The girls that he's yeah, had, yeah. Very surprised. Yeah. You know. She's laying some groundwork there. Uh, Katie and Boone are talking. Katie's almost sorry she missed it. Boone says, buy me a dinner tonight. She says, can't, busy. And she leaves. And he's like, busy tonight? And so some problems there. But now it's hearing time. And of course, that's our next clip. Fucking better have been. <laughs> Please take your seats. This meeting of the disciplinary council will now come to order. We'll waive minutes and proceed directly with charges against Delta Tau Chi. Sergeant Arms. The following charges are brought. First, that the Delta House did knowingly violate the rules governing pledge recruitment by serving alcohol to freshmen during pledge week. And after established drinking hours. Uh, I'd like to address these charges one at a time, if I may. You'll get your chance, smart guy. Now get on with it. Second, that for the fifth consecutive semester, Delta has achieved a deficient aggregate grade point average. Well, half the houses on campus didn't make grades last year. You will speak when you're told to speak and not before. Read. Third, that the Delta fraternity routinely provided dangerous narcotic diet pills to its members during... That's not true! Not another word! During midterm examination week. And, most recently, that a Roman toga party was held. 
from which we have received two dozen reports of individual acts of perversion so profound and disgusting that decorum prohibits listing them here. These are the charges as recorded this day, 15 November 1962. Faithfully submitted Douglas C. Niedermeyer, Sergeant at Arms. Well done. Robert Hoover will speak on behalf of Delta House. I don't think you can fully judge a fraternity without looking at the positive qualities of the people in it. The Delta House has a long tradition of existence to its members and to the community at large. I think we've heard enough, Mr. Chairman. I was told I'd have a chance to... That's enough. The court will now render a decision. Well, look, you said I could speak... He said that's it! Are you deaf? Let's finish this damn thing. Blow job! Blow job! Blow job! I don't think it's fair. I'll tell you what's fair or what's not. Can you tell those assholes to shut up? Hey, shut up, you assholes! Mr. President, do we have to listen to any more of this? Point of parliamentary procedure. Don't screw around. They're serious this time. Take it easy. I'm in pre-law, man. Thought you pre-med. What's the difference? Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be brief. I think he's empty. The issue here is not whether we broke a few rules or took a few liberties with our female party guests. We did. But you can't hold a whole fraternity responsible for the behavior of a few sick, perverted individuals. For if you do, then shouldn't we blame the whole fraternity system? And if the whole fraternity system is guilty, then isn't this an indictment of our educational institutions in general? I put it to you, Greg. Isn't this an indictment of our entire American society? Well... You can do what you want to us, but we're not going to sit here and listen to you badmouth the United States of America. Gentlemen! You're not walking out on this one, mister. You're finished. No more Delta. You bought it this time, Buster. I'm calling your national office. Wise guys, try one more thing. One more. I'm going to kick you out of this college. No more fun of any kind. No more fun of any kind. <laughs> Fucking that whole scene. Babs writing everything down. <laughs> yeah, furiously. Yeah, that's so funny. My favorite part of that, though, the thing that I love the most is when Otter gets up to do his little speech. The issue is that whether we did this or took a few liberties, liberties with, with our, our female guests, guests we, did. we did. And he looks directly at the dean and winks at him as uh, in hinting that I'm the one that did your wife, basically. Yeah, I definitely did your wife, man. That Clip. happened. Oh, I definitely <laughs> did your wife. You know, not, I don't know. I don't know what that... I don't know what you're going to use that, but all right. <laughs> well, I said it too so yeah right <laughs> we have a couple of clips and people just play it back and forth. did your wife i did your wife i, I did, did your, your wife. wife i did your wife uh, oh god but yeah that whole scene just fucking classic yeah everything about it and i love how they all do this entire walkout like a protest thing yeah. where he's like we're not going to listen to you badmouth the united states of america <laughs> i love his like horse shit like equivalency where he's like yeah. you know you can't blame one fraternity for a few bad apples who are degenerates and he's one of them so he's like <laughs> really admitting that he's one of them that did the stuff because, that he's in trouble for. Because if you do that, you blame the entirety, entire fraternity, fraternity system. system. Because isn't the fraternity system the problem here? And if that
that's the case, then isn't the education system of America a problem? And if that's the case, we're not going to sit here and listen to you badmouth the United States of America. What? The way that he just kind of like logically jumps to all of these things, like just trying to like make it a grander problem. Yeah. And then like, it's not our fault that we fucked your wife. Clip. That's nice. <laughs> that one it, I'm actually proud of. And it isn't our fault. No. <laughs> How dare any of you blame Court and I for that? We are all about consent. <laughs> yes. And so, and then I love the, I love uh, when they're listing off the charges and Bluto and Belushi's face is like, <laughs> I got like <laughs> a Roman toga party was held with acts so disgusting and so perverse that decorum requests we not label them here or list them here. And, and the whole while Belushi's all proud of it, like, <laughs> and all the stuff that they did is really not that bad there's just a few things yeah but like the party itself is like kind of tame compared to some of the ones that i've been to exactly well then again we didn't get to see everything who knows no (laughs) yeah who knows what was going i mean listen for some reason bluto threw mustard all over himself at this party yeah Yeah, so who knows what the fuck was going on that's the kind of party that you put your dick in the mashed potatoes that is the exact kind of party we put your dick in the mashed potatoes this might be why we don't get invited to thanksgiving dinners anymore absolutely yeah, we keep putting our dick in the mashed potatoes. Clip. Clip. <laughs> <laughs> we paralyzed that one too. <laughs> All right. So the house, however, the dean may get on his word. Their charter was revoked, and the house is being dismantled. They're even taking the stuff they didn't steal, according to Hoover. We see a cow getting pulled out. They took the bar. They the took whole, the whole fucking bar. bar. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Otter shows up just in time to grab a bottle of Jack Daniels, throw it to Bluto, and Bluto proceeds to chug it in one of the most iconic scenes in comedies movies is him chugging that yeah. fucking when all the bottles fall and break and he has that shocked horrified look yeah. with the sweater that says college yeah, yeah. i had that as a poster in my room for like ever yeah everyone did yeah that 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 picture of a belushi wearing a shirt that says college yeah is fucking everywhere that like terrified it's look a... of after all the bottles break yeah th- that one and also there's one where he just kind of has like a puzzled look in his face yeah like he's almost staring off into the distance and yeah. something there's another poster like that yeah. but fuck how iconic is that i mean yeah. that is shit that's still on college walls probably to this day yeah, where he's like yelling like in horrified terror at all the alcohol that got broke like that that squealing scream of yeah, grief yeah, yeah, yeah. is so fucking funny it's fucking perfect for his character too yeah. uh anyway so they say well good lord what are we gonna do now and boone and otter both agree road trip so they're gonna take ked's bro's car uh and as they're getting in they're gonna get girls from this girls college that's just down the road oh this is so fucking scummy this is so fucking scummy this is where otter definitely crosses several lines but so are the rest of them they're no better no they're complacent in this no but like it's otter's plan and they're just going along with it yeah but it is so fucking wrong watching this movie like this time around (laughs) this sequence i'm like oh jesus christ Uh, is it wrong that i find it funny though It's funny because of how fucking horrible it is. I thought it was even like the first time I ever watched this movie. So decades upon decades ago. Uh-huh. First time I ever watched this movie. And that was even a different time than today. Yeah. And even I still thought, I'm like, oh, I don't know. That's pretty fucking dirtbag-ish, man. Jesus yeah. Yeah. Christ. I don't think that even in the time that this movie was supposed to take place, that they were supposed to be like, this was supposed to be an okay I, I thing. I think that was, yeah, they were supposed to be like, he's going to be dirtbags here. Sorry. Yeah, like I think they're supposed to be, like you're basically rooting essentially for the bad 
guys, more or less. You kind of are. Yeah. There's really no good guys in this. No, everybody's horrible. This, in this, is, movie. A, this is a good, this is a heel program. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe flounder at, at best. Yeah. And for the most part, Boone is sort of, but still he's a scumbag. But he's, then it's Karen Allen, but then she does shit that's horrible too. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, there's, it's a heel program. Like flounder, but then not really. Fla- Flounder's kind of a face. Flounder at this point's a tweener. He wants to be a face, but he's doing some heelish activities. Yeah, especially when they come up with this horrible plan that yes. we'll discuss in a moment, and he's and all like, oh boy, oh boy, I, I hope sco- I score! I hope I score! I hope I score! Oh boy, oh boy, oh Which boy! Which means he's cheating on his girlfriend, and he's ecstatic about it. Well, yeah, but Sissy probably already took Otter's dick, so... Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying what what's left there. I love how you're very cautious about how you talk about people taking dicks now. <laughs> I, know, I am. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, (laughs) I got fucking PTSD for that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Although, for some reason, I still want that to be a clip. Sissy taking Otter's dick. I don't know why. That just seems like something we can play a lot. Uh, no. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, so they're, okay, let's go into what they're doing. They're going to this old girls' college. They go, what should we say? They go, talk about art and uh, like fucking ancient literature. And you're going to be in. No, it's uh, art, modern folk music, and uh, something else. Yeah. I can't remember what it is. What was the name of the college? God, that's what I'm trying to remember. I think it's it starts with a G, um, and I did not write it down. But, but they he talk says, about I, how all these girls are easy. Like, they're, it's, they're it's, degrading uh, Let's women. just say it's Grayson College. He goes, I heard Grayson girls are easy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. super fast. Yeah. And they're, like, seriously talking down about them. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I know that that's kind of a thing that you should celebrate, but you don't need to talk about them like that. Like, that's kidding. necessarily... They're people. Yeah. I mean, okay. You gotta respect women, man. All also... Right? People with loose morals are, like, a good thing. Those are my favorite kind of people. Especially when I was that age. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I did never, like, fucking slut-shamed anybody. I was happy they were around. <laughs> Most people, like these guys, would only shame them whenever they're not into it. Yeah, no, no, no. Or into them. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I just wouldn't shame them, period, because, god damn it, thank God for them. They're a cornerstone of America. Yeah. Support your local sluts. Support your local sex worker. Yes. Yes, so, support your whores, all right, no matter who they are, because they need your support. All right. <laughs> Anyway, they get there, and before they get there, they ask, "Do we? Are you sure we have dates?" And Otter says, "Yes." What's this girl's name again? And Boone said, "Fawn Leibowitz," and hands him a paper. We still don't know what this means oh, yet. So fucking scummy. So Otter gets there, and he goes, uh, "Hi, I'm looking for Fawn Leibowitz. He's at the front desk." Uh-huh. And she says, "Oh, who are you?" And he goes, "I'm her boyfriend." And she goes, uh, "Hold on." And they and he goes, "Is she coming down?" She goes, "Her roommate's coming down." Fawn's not here, and then she stops again. So the girl comes down she goes i didn't even know if i had a boyfriend well i'm actually her fiance and that uh, really takes her back and he goes well we're engaged to be engaged one of yeah. those fucking things yeah and he she, and they sit down and she tells him fawn died in a kiln explosion kiln explosion it heads of the paper <laughs> then he does the most fucked up thing he goes she just said she was gonna make me a pot last week i just talked to her last yeah, week yeah, she said she's, she's gonna, gonna make, make me a, a pot. pot yeah 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 and <laughs> then he sits down acts like he's devastated and uses this false fucking grief to manipulate Fawn's roommate who was probably in mourning from losing someone who was probably a friend of her. You know, when you put it like this, you're sucking the joy out of it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly because it's fucking horrible. It's so fucking rotten. At my worst, Matt. Yeah. At my worst, I would have only done this maybe once. (laughs) 
And at my worst, Court, at my worst, I only would have hung out with you once for it. <laughs> to watch it. No, this is see so, it. Even even for like me at my lowest, oh this, my is God. So this is fucking way rotten. low. This, this is, is way, so rotten. This is way fucking low. Yeah. Yeah, this is no man, this ain't <laughs> this is fucking low. Yeah. He goes, I shouldn't be alone tonight. She goes, Okay, I'll grab my coat. Then he goes, Can you get three dates for my friends? Yeah. And they do. And now they're all traveling down the road. All piled into Flounder's car. F- uh, Flounder's brother's car. Oh. Anyway, then they come by the bar. They see Otis Day and the Knights are playing. He goes, holy shit, yeah, Otis Day and the stuck. Knights. Yeah. And Boone is super so excited. Psyched, he goes, yeah. and so anyway, and, and apparently, like, either they don't care or they're already fucked up because they keep crashing that car just to park it. Yeah. And they crash it, and Boone's running in because wait till Otis sees us. He loves us, and everyone follows him in. Well, they get in, and this happens to be a... Uh, African-American club. That's an all-black bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and everything stops, and it's silent. Nodder looks, he goes, we are going to die. <laughs> With uh, then uh, Pinto I'm, telling I remember Boone, hearing somebody like making some kind of complaint about how this was so racist, that, that they were the only white people in the bar, and that they were like terrified that they were going to get hurt. And I'm yeah. like, it's 1962. It, that, That's a distinct possibility. This was not something that you could do with the racial tensions of the time. There are racial tensions. What do you think happened to an african-american person walking into an old white bar yeah you could expect the same kind of treatment yes because, because of what has look- been happening to them for, for centuries centuries they're yeah. looking for you know and now you get all these yuppie fucking college kids come walking into your fucking place yeah a place you're you're just looking for a place a of place your own where you can be safe yes where you can where have you feel fun with safe. people that you and, care and about and now yeah. you got these fucking you know white college kids in here and any experience maybe they've had with a white person is bad fuck no you don't want them in there yeah it could and it kind of well it goes about as well as it possibly could. Yes. And on top of that, this isn't just like a like a bar filled with African Americans that are just there to have a good time. This also looks like it may be a seedy joint. Yes, it's a bit some, of a seedy joint. Because there's some rather roguish looking characters there when you first walk in. Yes. That are like on top of, like there, seem, there seems to be like some folks that are actually like decent people that are just there to have a good time. But like when they go up to the bar, there's a couple of dudes that look like they want to tear some heads off. Oh yeah. Of anyone. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it, even the ladies there look like they could fuck <laughs> fuck you up if they a f- wanted a to. A few of them. But like I said, yeah. there's there's a couple of people like that are enjoying the show that yeah. seem like they're they're like Oh, uh, by the way, the song he plays, yeah. Shamalan and Ding Dong. Yeah. Fuck, I love that song. It's stuck <laughs> in my head right now. Uh boom bop bop. <laughs> Fucking now love that stuck song. in my head too. Yeah. <laughs> so that's playing. I, I, one of the great things about this movie is that it's almost con- music is constantly playing in the background of a lot of scenes. Yeah, and it's beautiful. It's uh, a lot of the college rock and garage rock of that era. Yeah, the 60s. it's yeah. so great. Uh, anyway, as they are sitting there, uh, Boone goes to get some drinks. Uh, he turns around after he orders, and he goes, "Otis, my man." And Otis kind of stares at him like he's like, "Hey, Otis." <laughs> he's like, "Who the fuck is that?" Yeah. So then he Boone turns around kind of like huh then i looks, think the gravity of his situation for like, like yeah. boone is that clueless i think the gravity of his situation hit him it's, there it's start, and then he looks over at a woman who kind of ignores him they looks over at a dude who opens up a switchblade at him that was a dude that i was like that guy looks like a rough character and yeah. when he pops the switchblade i'm like that dude is a rough yeah, character and boone's like okay i'm not to be talked to he goes back to the table they're all hanging out otters acted all hurt and he goes yeah this is a great time and then he leaves the bar and goes yeah, out he's to like the oh car. i'm having so much fun he's oh, what oh, a fucking so dirtbag Scumbag. Oh, so fucking scumbag. Because then the girl follows him out. Because she's got empathy like a normal human being. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so fucking terrible. It's so fucking horrible. I don't know what else to do. If yeah. I don't laugh, I'll fucking like invert myself and die. <laughs> um, 
So anyway, there they go to the car and they start making out. And then at one point, he goes, yeah, she says, "I used to touch Fawn this way." He's like groping her breast. Yeah, yeah and he's he goes, like, "I used to touch Fawn this way." He's <laughs> kneading it on the outside of the goes, shirt. Then she goes, "Then you get the idea that maybe she's not all that great of a character because she goes, I know she told me." Yeah. So then all of a sudden, what are you thinking? And he goes, "She did." She goes, "Yeah." And, he goes, he and then he asked her to move a little to her left yeah, or something yeah, like that. And he goes, "Yeah, that's good." But I mean, she's not all that great. She's probably then it makes her sound like she was looking to get felt up. Well. She does talk about how she thought he was cute later on, too. Yeah. But... I mean, it's still scummy what oh, it's he's scummy. doing. It's definitely, it's, yeah. He, what he's doing scummy, I just say, this is why this is a heel program. It's not like she's completely innocent in this. Yeah, but like, because they're roommates, they would talk about sex stuff. So if she said, Ooh, I know you, she I told suppose, me, I it might be a way that she's trying to like comfort him, maybe. I don't, I, I, I don't know. But like, I don't know. The man. whole situation is it's just all fucking bad. wrong. So anyway, as they're all there. But a tit pops out, so I guess thank you, movie. What are the, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the African-Americans sits down next to Flash. He puts his glass down. He goes, where do you go to school? It's the same guy who did the switchblade. Yeah. He goes, where do you go to school? And I just love the guy. I don't know whoever this actor was, but how he stayed that stoic when he said that. Because... I would have busted laughing every time because he just, and he kind of, and he, I love how he's just nodding to the music. He kind of looks at Flounder when he asks that, and then he just looks right back straight ahead, still just nodding like to the music. And then a bigger guy comes and he goes, do you mind if we dance with your dates? Well, there's a bunch of people that come around the table. They're all like, like surrounding, oh, yeah, but yeah. this big guy, and they're all like, no, 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 no. And Boo, yeah, all the, all the ladies that are there are Boo, just begging them not uh, to. And Boo goes, of course not. Go ahead. And they rip the table. The big dude rips the table, table right out, out of the, of the fucking floor, floor and yeah. chooses Boone's date. She goes, why me? <laughs> and then, then another guy goes, if I was you, I'd be, uh, and then Boone leaving. What, what a great, great idea. idea. And then again, the screaming, running out. They all invade the car. Poor girl has to like fucking launch herself out of the car into it, another car. It looks like Otter was about to cross the threshold why, why, as they all jumped down. in the car. <laughs> yeah. But I love Boone. Compose yourself, Otter. <laughs> <laughs> and they make an escape. We cut to the next morning. Abandoning all of the girls in that bar. Yeah. Who later then you see walking home, and that's when she's like, I thought he was cute. And they're, and they're like, all like, ew. ew. <laughs> no, I really felt bad for him. Ew. And then she says something about, like, they did some stuff yeah. and that she felt really bad for him, and then they say, ooh, again. <laughs> and you see that they make it all safely home, and given the way that they're reacting, that they're talking, it looks like these ladies actually had a really nice time. I think they had a great time. I would assume that all of those guys treat them very gentlemanly. Yeah, and very it seems that way. Them. None of them were disheveled. None of them were messed up. Yeah. They just danced. Yeah, even though the one rough character pulled a switchblade on Boone, it turns out maybe he was actually very kind to ladies because they come home and they seem perfectly fine. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, we cut to the next morning and they've stopped for food and Boone's trying to call Katie, uh, but she's not at home. He doesn't know what's wrong, but at 6 a.m., where she, could she be? At this point, Flounder puts his arms around both the guys and go, women, can't live with them, can't live without them, huh? And they both stare him until he just slinks back into his seat. Yeah, poor Flounder. He really is just trying to, like, connect with people and no one wants anything to do with him until he gets the car. Then we cut to the Omega house where they're building a float, and that's our next clip. Hey, you know where Mandy is? She was supposed to come over to help make tea. Sure don't, Greg. Well, she said she was just gonna wash her hair. That's typical. Just when we're doing something important. Greg, I hate to see her make such a chump out of you. What are you saying? I'm saying... That Mandy and Eric Stratton are having an affair. But I love you, Greg. That's why I had to tell you. Babs? 
I want you to do something for me. I love the look on Babs's face right after he says that. Uh-huh. Wait. Huh? Really? See, even fucking Babs is a total scumbag because she's been trying to break up Mandy and fucking yeah, and now she forever. Completely lied about it. About kind an of, affair. Yeah, I mean, like she knows that she, she probably knows that but Babs the, slept with with him, but yeah, Mandy with slept with him, but it was yeah. before she started dating Greg. Possibly. Possible. Okay. How about this? She doesn't know shit right now, so she's definitely lying. Yeah. Whatever is happening, with, yes. regardless of when Otter and Mandy hooked up, yeah. Babs is fucking telling a lie that she's not, she probably really was washing her hair, but she's trying to make it sound like she's off fucking Otter. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, the guys bust into the garage at the Delta house. Um, <laughs> Pinto is next level hammered, and he goes to open up the door, and it just falls off, so he crawls out. Yeah, so they fucked up this car royally. Yeah. Boone gets out of the car and says, I'm out of here, and, and Otter says, Katie, he goes, yeah, he wishes him luck, and Boone leaves, and then we, we see Flounder get out of the car, just bawling his eyes out because of the car. He just realized and he's that, hammered. Yeah, he's hammered, and you just realized how bad yeah. he's fucked up. And then, uh, and of course, then Bluto feels it's on himself to make him feel better. And once again, the physical comedy of yeah. fucking Belushi here. The little dance that he's doing. Trying he does to, a little yeah. dance, crushes a can against his head, breaks a bottle. Then he goes, huh? <laughs> like a little dance. Yeah. And well, nothing's helping him. And that actually leads to our, in our next clip. Hey, stop covering. When I get through with this thing, you won't even recognize it. Hey, come on, Flounder. Can't spend your whole life worrying about your mistakes. You fucked up. You trusted us. Hey, make the best of it. Maybe we can help you. That's easy for you to say. What am I going to tell Fred? I'll tell you what. I'll swear you were doing a great job taking care of his car. But you parked it out back last night. And this morning, it was gone. D-Day takes care of the wreck. We report it to the police. Your brother's insurance company buys him a new car. Will that work? Hey, it's got to work better than the truth. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Better listen to him, Flounder. He's in pre-med. He is in pre-med, so drink heavily. But yeah, I love, some of those are my two of my favorite lines also from this movie. Hey, you fucked up. You trusted us. And then number two is, my advice to you is to start drinking heavily. heavily. Yeah, I quote that one a ton. Yeah. The other one that you and I always do is, uh, oh, you should trust him. He's pre-med. Yeah, yeah. Or, no, no, trust me. I'm pre-law. I thought you were pre-med. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. That's, yeah, from the thing. Yeah, I'm, hey, man, stop it. They're serious time. Relax. I'm pre-law. I thought you were pre-med. Same thing. Uh, all right. So, anyway, Boone heads over to Katie's house, walks in, talks to her, hears a voice, and Katie is uh, boning Don Sutherland there. So the Professor. Which, we get a nice thank you movie, because as she's walking out to answer the door, we get a shot of her ass. Yeah, that's a nice ass. That's a huge thank you movie. And then when we're leaving, we get a shot of Donald Sutherland's ass. In, like, a grandpa button-up cardigan-type sweater. Yeah. So that's also a thank you movie if that's the sort of thing you're into. Down that for all our listeners in court. That's good. <laughs> I mean, I like the sweater. <laughs> you think it would look good crumpled up on your bedroom floor? Yes. <laughs> How do I answer that? No, I just meant I wanted to take the sweater to work and wear it because it's fucking cold there. <laughs> well, uh, then we cut to Bab calls Otter and sets him up to meet Mandy at the Rainbow Hotel or Motel. That's uh 
just uh, outside of town. Either way, it's a no-tell, whether it's motel yeah. or hotel. And as she hangs up, Greg's choking a stuffed animal and then punches it. And Babs freaks out, Teddy! He punches it to the ground and she yeah. loses her shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking stuffed animal and she freaks out. Um, we cut to the dean getting the Delta's grades and he's very happy, so that can't be good. <laughs> then we cut to Otter showed up and goes, hey, it's Mr. Thoughtful with a dozen roses for you. Walks in and there's a bunch of Delta guys and he starts counting it out and he goes, well, some of you boys are going to have to share. And then he starts getting his ass kicked. Yeah, um, they beat the living fuck out of him. Yeah. And now, one of the greatest moments in all of cinema, the Dean meets with the Delta members in our next clip. Where are the other two? Stratton and Shanstein. We looked everywhere, sir, but... Never mind. It doesn't matter. Have you gentlemen seen your midterm grades yet? Well, they're not posted yet, sir. I've seen them. Mr. Kroger, two C's, two D's, and an F. That's a 1.2 grade average. Congratulations, Kroger. You're at the top of the Delta Pledge class. Mr. Dorfman. Hello. 0.2. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Mr. Hoover, president of Delta House. 1.6. Four C's and an F. A fine example you set. Daniel Simpson Day has no grade point average. All courses incomplete. Mr. Blue... Mr. Blutarski. 0.0. Now I want you to tell Mrs. Stratton and Mr. Schoenstein exactly what I'm about to tell you now. What's that, sir? You're out. Finished at Faber. Expelled. I want you off this campus at 9 o'clock Monday morning. And I'm sure you'll be happy to know that I have notified your local draft boards and told them that you are now all, all eligible for military service. Well, well, out with it. Oh. Had to leave the sound effect. Yeah, there. you have to. Had to. It's still one of the greatest times in movies. Belushi, when he goes Mr. Blue and he sees him, Belushi wasn't supposed to have things hanging out of his nose. Oh, yeah? He did that just on his own, just oh, standing there. Just quickly? And the guy who plays Dean Wormer yeah. wasn't looking at him when he was doing it because he was, you know, doing the scene. And so when he looks up, he, it's only supposed to be Mr. Blue Tarski. And when he looks up and he sees it, he goes, Mr. Blue. And the reason he does that, he's, it he's fucked hold, him up. Yeah. It fucked him up. He's trying to hold it a laughter. And he's, <laughs> he's a good enough actor that he's able to stay angry, Mr. Blue Tar. And it makes it one of the most classic scenes in movie. Yeah. And then 0.0. 0. <laughs> I mean, just fucking shit. He failed everything. Yeah. I love D-Days where he's like <laughs> all incomplete. Yep. So D-Days clearly not even showing up no, for classes he, he, at all. He showed up maybe one day and that was it. Yeah. To get incomplete like that. Yeah. D-Days, uh, he's going to be a rambler man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, that scene is just fucking great. Yeah. I still love Kroger. Congratulations, Kroger. You're the top of the Delta Jet pledge class. And then Blue Tarski, he goes, eh, good job. Like, like he's like actually proud, proud of him. Proud of him. Like, good job, man. You did good. Yeah. <laughs> And I loved that uh, Hoover's was only like one point below yeah. Kroger's, where like like Pinto got like a one point seven, and I think Hoover gets a one point six. Yeah, Hoover had four C's and an F. Yeah, so he he was averaged out. The psych test fucked him up. Yeah, everything because he didn't think he had to study. That psych test really fucked them all. Yeah, well, and that's uh, that's basically how I got through high school. Was I literally did anything I had to to just get a C to get out. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that's kind of what happened to me in high school, <laughs> except for English. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> you couldn't help it. You just kept getting A's. Yeah, uh, for me it was history. I couldn't help it. I kept getting A's in history. Well, that tracks for you. Yeah. That totally tracks. Yeah, I'm really good at history for some reason. I'm just doomed to repeat it. <laughs> Alright, so anyway, uh, we cut to Greg and Babs are at lookout point now and uh, she's also obviously stroking. And Much more vigorously. Yeah. Like, she really wants to do something she's to make go- Greg happy. And uh, Greg's like, I don't think we'll be hearing from the Deltas anytime soon. And Babs goes, yeah, Greg, honey. <laughs> 
It's supposed to be this soft clip. Yeah, it's just great, though. Which points out that maybe, just maybe, when she said, is anything happening whenever Mandy was doing it yeah. with the glove on, just maybe he wasn't even getting hard and she was trying to say, is anything happening? So maybe he's been impotent this entire time. I think so. Which explains why he's so pissed at the guys in the Delta house. That's what I'm saying. I think Greg's impotent. At best, he's just impotent. And yeah. That's what makes him a raging asshole. Yeah. And at worst, that- he's closeted and that's why he's impotent because he can't get it on with girls. And it's not worse that he's a homosexual. That's not so it's bad. But he's an asshole about keeping it a secret. Well, what I'm saying is, like, for him, emotional turmoil-wise, at best, he's only impotent. Yeah. At worst, emotional turmoil-wise, he can't come to terms with the fact that he's... He's not living his truth. Yeah, that he's he's closeted and he's, like, really conflicted and he can't deal with who he is as a person and he's just basically lashing out at everybody else and that's also why he's impotent when it comes to trying to be with girls. Because all he can do is talk about Otter while he's getting a hand job from yeah, girls. Yeah. Every scene. And the that's deltas. Oh, so he can talk about the deltas. Yeah. So all he can think about is dudes while he's getting his stuff like handled. You think that would help him out? Kind of. Yeah, but it doesn't. No. So maybe he is just impotent. Possibly. And so he has to think about doing other things. Regardless of whatever he is, he's a fucking asshole. He is an asshole. Well, anyway, we cut to morning in the de- uh, not not the daytime, but actual just morning, like at a funeral in the Delta House, and that is our legendary final clip. Christ. Seven years of college down the drain. Might as well join a fucking Peace Corps. My mother's gonna kill me. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Can't believe I threw up in front of Dean Warmer. Face it, Kent. You threw up on Dean Warmer. (laughs) Jesus Christ, what happened? You look grotesque. Oh, some of the Omegas did a little dance on my face. Who was it? Uh... Greggy and Dougie and some of the other Hitler youth. Why? What'd you do? I don't know. They're just animals, I guess. Looks like I missed something. Yeah, you did. We're all officially kicked out of school. Wormer just got our grades. They kicked us out of school? Huh. That makes sense. Hey! What's this lying around shit? Well, what the hell is supposed to do, you moron? War's over, man. Wormer dropped the big one. What? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. And it ain't over now. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Who's with me? Let's go! Come on! What the fuck happened to the Delta I used to know? Where's the spirit? Where's the guts? Huh? This could be the greatest night of our lives. But you're gonna let it be the worst. Oh, we're afraid to go with you, Bluto. We might get in trouble. Well, just kiss my ass from now on! Not me! I'm not gonna take this! Warmer, he's a dead man! Marmalade, dead! Niedermeyer! Dead. Bluto's right. Psychotic, but absolutely right. We gotta take these bastards. Now, we could fight them with conventional weapons. That could take years and cost millions of lives. No, no, no. No, in this case, I think we have to go all out. I think this situation absolutely requires a really futile and stupid gesture be done on somebody's part. We're just the guys to do it. Let's do it. I believe that should be the new tagline for the show. What? This is requires a futile and stupid gesture <laughs> on someone's part. And we're just, just the, the guys, guys to do, do it. it. <laughs>
<laughs> that really should be the tagline for I some do of the love psyops. that term a futile and stupid <laughs> gesture sure. and I love that they use that for the uh, Doug Kinney biopic that was yeah. put on Netflix yeah. like, I think that's a perfect title for a movie about <laughs> a his stupid, life futile a, gesture. a futile and stupid gesture a futile and yeah. stupid gesture and we're just the guys to do <laughs> it <laughs> Bluto's right he's psychotic yeah, but right right yeah <laughs> bump Germans forget it he's rolling <laughs> well this uh, goes to a car montage of uh, them working on cars uh working on the car uh, uh they were supposed to make it look like a crash but now they're converting now it into they're converting it into yeah. something else then we cut to pinto goes back to the checo girl's house uh she wakes up she calls him tommy at first he goes he throws he throws tommy. one rock and then, <laughs> and then, then he throws a bigger one and that doesn't wake her up and then he throws an even bigger one and breaks the window with the third one yeah. and then she's like what the hell tommy tommy <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh she recognizes him and they're telling he goes, I thought we could uh, go for a walk or something. And she goes, what do you mean or something? And he's like, well, I can get some beer. She goes, nah, you probably won't need it to get lucky tonight. So they meet up at the, uh, or so they're at the 50 yard line and they're getting uh, ready to do some business. And he goes, I lied they're to gonna you. They're going to conjugate the verb. Yeah. They're going to conjugate the verb heavily. Uh, and he tells her that, you know, he's never done this before. He's a virgin. He lied. And she goes, that's okay. I've never done it before either. Well, and he also says that he's like, not sure. Yeah, they're he goes, do I was drunk once and then she like, yeah, he's like, but I don't even know if we're going to do the thing that I'm about to do. And that's what yeah, she interrupts yeah. and says that she's a virgin, too. And then she goes, by the way, I lied to you, too. And this is what's going to make you feel disgusting for earlier. She's only 13. Yes. Which in which case he needs to get his fucking clothes back on. <laughs> get out of that goddamn sleeping bag sh- and take that fucking girl home. <laughs> you shake her head and you run. No, don't even bother taking her home. You get your clothes on. You shake her head and then you run. And you don't stop running until you've run of all no, the breath you don't in even your body. Shake her, you don't even shake her hand. Yeah, you don't, you, you wait. Just, yeah, you just go, okay, and you back off with your hands in the air. Yeah, you pull and, your pants up first. Though. And sometimes you, might, sometimes you think like, oh, it's a minor, and you think maybe their vision's based like a T-Rex on movement, so try to stay completely still and don't move. <laughs> Not where you were, I thought you were going to go with that. I got super excited, and then I was like super disappointed. Oh, where'd you think I was going to go with that? I don't know, but I was hoping it would be a really good clip that you would regret saying. Oh. <laughs> no, this is fucking wrong. This and they, is way wrong. The movie heavily implies that he goes goes for it anyway. He definitely went for it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, he went for it anyway. So here's where Boone goes from being an okay guy that you're kind of like, yeah, that's cool to or like Pinto. Pinto, yeah. yeah. Goes from being an okay, okay guy that you're like, yeah, he's pretty cool. He's he's a shy, calm, decent dude. But he does this and that makes him a piece of shit. He's worse now that, is he worse now than Otter? Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, anyway, alright, so now we cut to, it's parade time. Uh, Hoover confiscates a, a kid's seat on top of a mailbox. He tells him to get the- off because that's government, government property. property. And while the kid's still looking, he hops up on it. Yep. And he hands somebody else this heavy-ass <laughs> bag to get up there. That's awesome. I know. And then uh, Katie shows up, and she's like, hey, where's Boone? And he's like, Katie, I don't think you want to be here. We all got expelled last night. And he told her, pretty much, you'll be happy later if you're not here now. Uh, the he's par- really trying to convince her to go yeah. the fuck away. Apparently, the parade is started about 11 a.m. Everyone checks their watches. It's 11 a.m. Except for Bluto, it's 540. So... <laughs> But when he looks at it, he's like, yeah, that's yeah, the right yeah, time. That's the right time. So he just, he knows what he's doing, I guess. <laughs> and then the float comes out of the Delta house and it says, eat me. It's a giant cake that says, eat, eat me. me. Yeah, which it's great. Which is kind of like an Alice in Wonderland reference, but it's also back to them talking about oral sex. Yes. 
Uh, so now Hoover connects a chain from his bag to a like a power uh, power pole. Power yeah. pole. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then Stork comes over. Oh, great scene with Stork and another guy. They stand up and they're wearing sunglasses and long trench coats. This guy comes up and goes, hey, uh, my kid can't see. Can he stand in front of you? <laughs> the one guy like, no. <laughs> I lo- yeah. fucking love it. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, so Stork takes over the parade, or at least the marching band, by grabbing, like, you know, pushing the leader out of the way and yeah, taking over. I forget what they're called. There's a special name for them, but they're like uh, the person that keeps the pace, and that's what that, that pendulum thing that he swings around is for, yeah. and to direct them. And he leads the band down a dead-end alley. Which is absolutely hilarious. Fucking just great. They do, Like, they can't know to stop themselves. They keep marching into this wall. It's right. Awesome. That's the joke. That's what it's makes so it so funny. funny. That yeah. I love it. Yeah. That is so National Lampoon. And yeah. fucking humor. Just the most outrageous, ridiculous, dumb thing, but <laughs> yeah. it's so perfect and funny. At this point, Hoover connects the uh, other end of his chain to a float. The float stops. It breaks somewhat in half. The pole falls down. This is a bunny one because this is the oh, one where yeah. play, okay, the girl ahead. dresses a bunny. She flies up in the air through a curtain to this kid looking at a Playboy. And the girl lands on the bed next to him. He goes, thank you, God. See, that joke's okay. <laughs> that, that joke's that's, great. That that's great. Yeah, that's, that's not funny bad. As shit. That's just funny. It's a little kid. What the fuck is he going to do? <laughs> Which, and I mean, if you are that kid looking at a Playboy and that happens. Yeah, you would think the same thing. You'd be like, Jesus has smiled upon me. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I'm an atheist and even I would be like, wait a minute. <laughs> what did I do? Did I do something good or what are, are you just trying to convince me that maybe I should start following you yeah, then? Yeah. God's like, here you go, court. That's one for you. <laughs> now will you believe in that? Now will you believe? Yes, that would. that's what it would take. That's what it would take. Throw a Playboy bunny through my window for me. Yeah, yeah. In the Playboy bunny outfit. Ah, that's negotiable. Negotiable? Oh, all right. Well, hey, whatever you need, buddy. Uh, Apparently an unconscious woman that I can have sex with. Clip. Clip. (laughs) God damn it. Yeah, yeah, you fucking went for that one. (laughs) Swing for the fences, Court. That's what I always say. If I can't get you to say horrible shit, then it's going to have to be up to me. (laughs) Got to do something to keep this show going. I think I'm starting to get really punch drunk here. This has been this show. This has become hours. a marathon show. Yeah, three hours of recording so far. Fucking yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, um, the Delta float comes through and it starts ramming other floats, and that's when it rams. It rams into the two hands. Breaks the racial equality. And one, and one hand goes right through the store front window. Yeah. So, and that makes the mayor cringe, and he starts choking. That's because it's deed. his car dealership. It yeah. has his oh, last yeah, name on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, Kent uh, has bought in like ten thousand marbles. And now he's thrown them all at the ROTC, so they all slip and fall. I love the how most everybody is getting their own revenge, and it's yeah. all this super comical, like old school comedic clowning routines where they're getting their revenge for the most part. Yeah, some of it gets kind of violent. Another, but. yeah, another on the Omega float. Uh, they are getting rocked about. And the girls are all dressed like Jackie O, and then uh, Mandy tries to grab hold of Babs and rips off all of Babs' clothes, so she's just in her underwear and she goes running off. Now they're launching smoke bombs. Uh, Kevin Bacon standing there telling everyone to please remain calm. One of the all best, is well. One of the best fucking gift memes you're gonna find out there. Yeah. All, is, all well. is well. Remain calm. All is well. All is well. Yeah. Uh, there's more destruction. Everything. Then we cut to in the car, and D Day says, "Time to cut the cake." They cut a rope, and the float part all kind of dissipates, and out comes the Death Mobile with the head of Faber, the statue as a hood uh, as ornament. As a hood ornament. Yeah. And, I love the sort of makeshift 
low budget tank that they made by cutting up the car and re- yeah, re-welding it. Exactly. Bluto hops out dressed as a pirate that makes Werber go, oh my god. And then Bluto starts you know, climbing fucking buildings. Yeah, I love how he knocks over all the ROTC guys when he jumps out like a, like a pirate. Yeah. And then he does all the swashbuckling stuff where he's climbing up the side. And Belushi actually did that shit. Like, yeah, no problem. He was climbing up shit. Like, I mean, right up it. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Alright, so and then it's time for ramming speed! And they ram into like all the people there who are watching the parade and you know the dean all those people yeah, they, they, they all go flying up they in destroy the, air. the bleachers and send yeah. everybody like flying then it cuts to hoover <laughs> coming into the uh the place, and yeah. he goes dean this may seem an opportune time but do you see you giving me wh- uh, giving us one, one more, more chance? chance yeah and then it cuts robert hoover 63 public defender baltimore maryland which makes sense for hoover yes and then a police car pulls up and while the mayor and his wife are City there, the daughter of the mayor pulls uh, Pinto up and she says, this is Larry Kroger, the boy who molested me last month. <laughs> See, what I thought she was talking about was when he dropped her off after the toga party. That's what she said last month. Yeah. And then she switches to, we gotta get married, which means they did something on that 50-yard line. And she got pregnant. And Pinto goes, I understand you're very busy, I better run, you know, or we can talk about this later. And he runs, Lawrence Kroger, 66, editor of National Lampoon magazine showing you that Pinto really is Doug Kenny. Doug Kenny. But it's really fucked with the 13 year old girl shit. That's really fucking that's wrong. That's really fucking but wrong. But that's the kind of shit that Doug Kenny would pull. Yeah. Where he would bury himself for the joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then Greg gets up there and starts trying to bash into the uh, car. Come on out, you son so, of a bitch. You bastards. Who is it? You know damn well who, who it is. is. <laughs> <laughs> you have to come back later. I'm doing the dishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use that shit a ton. And finally, then um, uh, Otter gets out, tells Greg to look at his thumb. He does, and then Otter knocks him out. Say, God, you're stupid. That cuts to a knocked out Greg, Gregory Marmalard, graduated in 63, Nixon White House aide, and he was raped in prison in 1974. Yeah, that went dark real fast. <laughs> yeah, that was like, well, the first time I saw that, one, oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's, we're not over for the darkness here. No, it gets really dark really yeah. fast. Then it flashes to Otter, and he sees Mandy, who gives him a, you know, like a little okay sign like you yeah. did good and he gave her a thumbs up and eric stratton 1963 gynecologist to beverly hills california duh uh <laughs> this, the numbers for 63 62 66 these are the years they graduated they, yes these so are the obviously they, they got back into college yeah somewhere. they all yeah yeah they got i they you know i think the deed was like if i don't they're all gonna destroy everything yeah 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 uh then at one point we see flounder and he has a seltzer bottle with that yeah. squirts he goes yeah. hey niedermeyer and he's getting ready to squirt him and niedermeyer has a real gun and bullets and he shoots the bottle into the crowd into like the and he could have hit somebody in the background no and then, problem yeah, and then he's getting ready to reload up to apparently kill kent yeah he's gonna shoot flounder before one of the hands from uh that uh, uh from that float the yeah. joining hands catches him and picks him up isn't it great that it's the black hand that grabs it is the him black hand, it's yes. perfect and for he's him looking at it and douglas c niedermeyer 1963 killed in vietnam by his own troops that tracks Fuck, that is dark that tracks though yeah oh yeah that makes complete sense. He would definitely be killed by his own troops. I know if I had to be under him or under his command in Vietnam, that would be the first thing I'd want to do. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Flounder starts jumping up and down. We see Kent Dorfman, 1966, sensitivity trainer and counter groups of Cleveland Incorporated. So, of course. <laughs> then it cuts to, we see D-Day stealing a cop car. He pulls away 
away and drives away screaming. Yeehaw the whole time yep. and doing some cool stunt driving. Daniel Simpson Day, 1963, whereabouts unknown. Yep. Yep, that seems about right. That totally tracks for D-Day. Then we got Boone. He's fighting off some cops. He's They're trying to arrest him. He's trying to fight him okay, off. Okay, okay. What an time. Now you've made me really, really mad. mad. <laughs> <laughs> and then Katie walks up saying they're raiding the food king, so the cops run off. Leaving they, him in one handcuff. Yep. Yes, and they look at each other. Then we cut to Bluto, and he's like, ha-ha, top of a building. For some unreal reason, we just need to see Belushi again real quick. Yeah. Cut back to them. They start making out, and it says, Boone and Katie, married in 1964, divorced in 1969. Which is also kind of dark, but yeah. that tracks for them. Yes, that tracks. A very stormy relationship. Then, um, Bluto, uh, Bluto swings down and picks up uh, Mandy, puts her in a car, and they drive away. He fucking kidnapped he her. He kidnapped her. They drive away, and revealing Babs, their inner underwear, who's hiding behind the car. Barbara Sue Jansen, 1963, tour guide, Universal Studios, Hollywood. And that's why you always see when you see Universal Studios, just ask for Babs. <laughs> they, they do that. Yeah. In all their National Lampoon stuff, it's yeah. always just ask for Babs. Yeah. When in Universal Studios, Hollywood, ask yeah. for Babs. Yeah. And then we cut to Bluto and Mandy. They're driving away in the car. She is cuddled up to him. And Senator... Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. And, well, it says Senator and Mrs. John Blutarski, Washington, D.C. Roll those fucking credits. Wow, Jesus Christ, man. We've been talking about this movie for like over three hours now. <laughs> right? Holy oh fuck. Oh my God. Okay, um, we we basically gave all the love in the middle of the movie while we're talking about it, and I'm not going to cut any of that down or move it around or anything. Yeah. I think we'll just leave it where it is because it's where it belongs because of that manic, obvious like love that we're doing. Yes. Uh, it's obvious we fucking love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. If you guys can ever find it, find the documentary on Animal House, the making of it. It is fucking awesome to watch. That's one of the special features that uh, was on like the double, the double secret, secret probation, probation DVD. Yeah. Fucking, it is every, I mean, that documentary is just one of the best. Didn't they do a Where Are They Now for them too? I think so, yeah. They tried. Yeah, they did a Where Are They Now. Well, a lot of them came, showed up and did the interviews for it. Yeah. Which is way awesome. Yeah. It's, I mean, and there's stories about how they all got together in this, it was in Oregon, in this college town. Yeah, like Eugene, Oregon. It was yeah. actually this, there's some of the areas that they filmed at are the same areas that they filmed the Goonies if I understand correctly. And they found a a campus that would have them, but then they started going into like fucking fraternity parties and getting into fights and shit. It's just fucking unbelievable. There was a thing that I had heard about during the behind the scenes where the guys that were actually part of the animal house, they became like their own faction and they were always partying and they excluded all the guys that were... They didn't do that. The directors made them do that. Really? They put all the animal house, all the deltas were on one floor of the hotel. Yeah. All the Omegas were on a different floor. They were directly below them, so when they were yes. partying, they were keeping the so other they, guys up. So, Kevin Bacon talked about how he heard this loud racket when he was in his hotel room, and he was just super excited to have a job at this point. But, obviously, he starts here to, it, what it was, was a lot of the actors played Deltas were dragging a piano yep. that was in this commons room into one of their hotel Bruce rooms Miguel, to party. the guy who plays D-Day, yeah. was the one, one of the main dudes that was doing it, yeah. so John Belushi could play for the party. Yes, and yeah. also he could. I yeah. think he could play yeah. piano as well. Uh, when because Belushi was in a hell schedule for this because yeah. he was also SNL was active at this point yeah so he was flying from Oregon cross country to, cross yeah. country yeah. every week yeah. fuck me no <laughs> I mean holy shit yeah uh, but yeah they would do that they would have loud they were encouraged by the directors have all these loud parties you guys have to be friends with them thinking the Omega 
omegas are going to be down there. And sure enough, all the guys who were omegas were like, yeah, man, we're down there. We kept hearing all these parties. We never got invited. It fucking sucked. And it created that fucking rivalry rivalry that they wanted. There was a natural rivalry on set already. Yeah. And yeah. It's just fucking brilliant. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Uh, uh, the all things right. that Landis will pull to get a movie made like Killing Children and Vic Morrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I came up with something during one of the clips that I think that we should do, and we should just play the game here, right? All right. So my idea was the character from Animal House who we hoped we would be, uh-huh. then the character who we fear we may actually be. All right. So the, the you know, who basically who you would want to be or who you hope you would emulate, and then who you end up actually emulating. Now, we're going to etch-a-sketch the, like, illegality and the rapiness just of some of the characters. Just their personalities. Just their personalities yeah. and the things that we liked about them, uh-huh. and we'll get rid of the rapiness kind of factor for some of the guys too so i have mine do you have yours i have mine all right you want to go first you want me to go you go first all right i hope that i would be like d-day like i want to be like that wild crazy i figured it like super super like just mysterious guy rolling stone yeah but i fear i'm actually hoover you very much are hoover (laughs) right oh fuck are you ever hoover (laughs) right you are so fucking hoover because i'm always trying to smooth shit out and like make it work yeah yeah yeah. you're like oh come on guys let's Let's do it. <laughs> fucking yeah. You look like how D-Day would probably look now. Yeah. But, but you you're act fucking like Hoover. Hoover. You act like Hoover. Yeah. Like I have the spirit of, of D-Day in the a lot of my is stuff. D- the outside is D-Day. D-Day. The inside, inside is, is Hoover. Hoover. Yeah. For me, I always wanted to be Boone. Yeah. I okay. always I always liked his smart ass, like. Super funny. Super yeah. funny. Devil may care. You know, like he didn't really care about a lot of Doesn't shit. Doesn't want to Everything grow up. Everything roll, yeah. rolled off his back. Yeah. Like with like, remember when Otter was like double secret bovation and he just gave this little like i don't fucking who cares you know he's just a smart ass i fear him pinto I have Pinto. Wow. I fear I have Pinto. Wow. Yeah, I fear that. When I was younger. Nowadays, I fear a Bluto. <laughs> I was thinking that you would want to be Bluto. But I don't want to be. But it turns out 40. you're Flounder. No. <laughs> That's how I see you. You, you try know, to be Bluto, but you are Flounder. You know, I think I have to do this at different ages. Uh-huh. How about this? When I was actually in college watching this movie, I wanted to be Bluto. Uh-huh. But I was, I, I fear it was Pinto. Now, what parts of Pinto do you fear that you are? Because I was really like the shy, awkward shy, stuff. Uh, yeah. It, it, and that really. Not the fucking a child part. Yeah, no, yeah, not that part. Uh, <laughs> we already said we're at the sketch. Yeah. That, and yeah. also the trouble of losing your virginity. Right. That too. Yeah. Like I constantly got cock blocked by different things to the point where I really thought including it was. Including your own mouth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> including myself. I cock blocked myself plenty of times. Yeah. But all that. It, Nowadays, I I would love to be Boone, but I fear I'm still Pinto. <laughs> but you project that you are Blutarski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bluto. I project a Blutar. Yeah. How about this? I fear I want to be Boone. Now I fear I'm actually Bluto. Yeah. I fear that because well, that sounds cool when you're a college kid. It doesn't sound cool when you're middle aged. <laughs> So that's their minds on yeah. two levels. Yeah. When I was when I first ever watched this, uh-huh. I wanted to be Bluto, but I feared I was Pinto. Now when I watch it, I want to be booed, but I fear I'm Bluto. Well, and like when I was younger, I wanted to be the professor. Oh yeah, yeah. But it turns out I was actually Otter, yeah. minus the rapey shit. Yeah, you were Otter. I really was. <laughs> I was a filthy man whore that yeah. got used and was the other man all the fucking time. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. So 
you know, that's the the archetypes of this movie. You can see characters that you can kind of identify with. Yeah. But like the overall, like really weird sexual dynamics, which in my mind was always significantly worse than what it is when you rewatch it. But you just can't get over the fucking the fact that that girl is 13. Like, Ugh. fuck Pinto for that. Yeah. That's God damn so Pinto. fucking wrong. What are you doing? But I know they're doing it for like the laughs of ha ha. Yeah. But she's a fucking child. I'm only that's 13. That's fucking wrong. Fucking yeah. shit. Yeah. What are you doing? Chris Hansen needs to be a fucking Pinto's house on a regular basis. <laughs> Who the fuck is Dobby? <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny if Pinto would is he bigger than me? <laughs> All right, so are we done? Yeah, let's let's close this out. We got to do the fucking housekeeping because yeah. I just got to drive your ass home. Oh my god, I'm the finest taxi service in you, Omaha. You are the finest taxi service in Omaha. Yes. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a final break here. We're gonna play our ending Legion podcast promo. When we come back, we'll have some more music from Animal House. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema Psyops, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Mean Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. Sugar, <laughs> oh, 
Oh, Jesus Christ, man. We got to get this over with. This is going to be one of the longest fucking podcasts we've done in a long time. Oh, my God. We didn't dude. even go this long on the Romero movies, which I know. is kind of sad. I know, right? But we had so much fucking fun, and I hope you guys had a There's, blast listening to it, too. It's National Lampoon's, man. It's, it's fucking Animal House. Yeah, we got to do it. fucking comedy movies. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you want to check out some other shows where we're taking things a little bit more serious and we're not having so much fucking fun, or you just want to hit our landing page for all of our other shows, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. I think we're always having fun. It's just that yeah. we're both stoked to talk Animal House. Right, so. Yeah, right? We're just fucking, I mean... Yeah, and you know where I can't wait to actually start talking about Animal House and all of the kind of stuff that has to do with comedy, the cornerstone of comedy, yeah. Dal Kinney and all that? Yeah. Our Facebook group. Yes. Cinema Psyops. Oh, I can't wait for some, our listeners to join in. Some of the funniest in. motherfuckers in the world and are some on of our them, Facebook group. Some of the weirdest fucking memes are going to get made out of this episode. Weirdest memes, but they're going to be fucking hilarious. And it'll be in the Cinema Psyops group. You can find me on Facebook. I am Court Psyops. Chris Hansen can find Matt on Facebook. He is Matt Psyops. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not Pinto over here. You just said you were Pinto. No, I said I worried I might become Pinto, but not because of that shit. <laughs> we said that all was separate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You can email feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com, or his new address, I am so fucking Pinto, including all that shit we said was separate at <laughs> gmail.com. How fucking dare you, sir? <laughs> you can email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com, or his new email address, Yes, you are so fucking Hoover, you wound tight piece of shit. <laughs> Stop trying to act cool. At gmail.com. You can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit fest that is Twitter, which is more than likely inhabited by the folks that went up against the Deltas. Yeah, that's right. God damn it. Now they're all pissed off. All fucking Niedemeyer all the fucking time on that shit. Fucking, you know, Trump probably identifies with Niedemeyer in this movie. Uh, sort of. Only <laughs> Niedemeyer might actually be somewhat brave. Yeah. <laughs> you can find me there. I am at court underscore psyop, and he is at Psyop Matt. You can at us if you want, but don't come at us. Yeah, please. Or on us without asking first. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you gotta ask. We're also on the Instagrams where you can follow us as Cinema Psyops, which is run by me. And if you're wondering, yes, I am still following all those alt models, and yes, I would still like you to let me know where they are. Yeah. If you got one that you think I'm not following yet. He's, he, he's, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Hook a nothing guy wrong up. wrong with that. That's natural. You know? Yeah, it's all good. It's all natural. Cinema underscore Psyops on the gram of instant. Yeah. I guess. It. Well. It's like you just add water and it's an instant gram. It's, a, it's, it's an insta. That's, isn't that what they call it? Instagram? Insta? Yeah, the, or do they call it IG now? I don't know. I don't know what the kids are doing. <laughs> I'm not hip. I'm not with it. Which is probably good because you do identify like Pinto. No, I don't. I'm starting to worry about identifying with Bluto more nowadays. Well, folks, regardless of who it is that you identify with in Animal House, make sure you kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. Animal I want to rock. All right, well, good. <laughs>
that's uh, that's a uh, the that's a uh, the new millennia Niedermeyer. What do you want to do with your life? I want to rock. Okay, good. That's good. Let's see how we can make that happen for you. Well, that's simple, son. You want to rock? You just have to practice your guitar every day. Yeah. You can't play guitar, can you do vocals? Yeah. Because Lord knows, there's nothing to a band. You just be the guy who sings. Well, yeah. You don't have to even write any of the songs. If you get in the right kind of metal, you don't even have to fucking thing. You can just <laughs> make weird noises into a microphone. Is that, that how you do that? Yes, that's exactly how that works. That's when you go to shake like a, like a blind person's hand. You're like, why won't you shake my... Oh, sorry. Or just like saying, pointing at something and go, it's right over here. Yeah. The without one... making a noise or something that they can zoom in on. I'll dot myself. I'll dot myself on one of this one. I actually did this once, and not to a blind person, but uh, a, a, a guy helped. Uh, I got like kind of stuck in a, a snowbank when I was a kid, and I was able to get the car out right before this truck hit me, and the truck was able to stop, and we just kind of missed each other. And we both stopped to make sure everyone was all right. And I go, okay, thank you. So I go to shake his hand. He goes, well, wrong one. He had no hand. Uh, and I went, hey, all right. Fucking shit. You should have done the thing where he went wrong hand and you put your hand back. And you did it. Yeah, psych. psych. <laughs> No, I just walked back to the car, and one of my friends was with me. I went back to the car and go, "Fuck it, I'm never telling anybody about this until now." When I tell the, the entire of the world, yeah, the entirety of the internet. So fuck me, I guess. <laughs> it just took a decade for me to not be embarrassed by this anymore. Decade, only like two, a decade, two decades actually. By this point. Let's say your dad went to school at um, Lincoln, and he joined a, a certain fraternities there. And then you ended up going to school in Alabama, but they had the same fraternity there. You're still a legacy, even to that fraternity. How bad of a fuck-up am I if I have to go to school in Alabama? <laughs> Pretty fucking bad. <laughs> Pretty fucking bad. Like, roll Tide? Roll Tide. You, what happened was, if you, to go to school in Alabama, what happens is your dad has to open up a door and find you fucking your own sister. Roll Tide. <laughs> But no abortions for incest. No, there's no abortions for incest. And also, he won't send you to Alabama unless you do turn, you lock eyes with your own father, and you do say, roll tide. Then he'll send you to Bama. <laughs> That's what happens. I really hope we don't have any listeners who, who partake in the University of Alabama. I feel really bad right now. Not really. <laughs> they know where they go to school. Yeah, they know. They, they know the state where they're they, at. They know, what they're, they know what they're fucking doing. That's like people taking umbrage to all the Florida man stories we yeah. do. Yeah. Florida man. Well, yeah, you know where you fucking live. Just stop it. Don't be a dick. Um, all right. So anyway, he also states that, uh, or, uh, two, one, pin, uh, oh, fuck, three, two, one. Here's the way to get rid of that. Watch MASH. The movie MASH, you don't get creeped out by him there. Oh, God, I can't wait till we do that someday. Oh, my God. Fucking yeah. MASH is going to be yeah. fucking... Then the MASH podcast we've always talked about can it's, actually become the MASH podcast. It can start, yeah. <laughs> we can begin. We can get through this horse shit of cinema psyops and start our lifelong dream about talking about MASH 24-7. <laughs> like I need another sidecast to start. <laughs> English lit to underclassmen? Holy fuck, that's a requirement. Nobody wants to take this fucking class. And maybe you get one kid who really wants to every five years. That's that was me. Oh, was that you? Oh, yeah. Uh, my best grades and the thing that got me through a lot of my schooling yeah. was anything that had to do with English, creative writing, uh, nice. reading, literature, all of that stuff. I did wonderfully in those. Nice. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. Mine was writing papers. Like, I got out of, like, a ton of trouble, like, being able to write good papers. 
papers. <laughs> uh, it, once I could like focus myself to actually sit down and start the writing process, I always got A's and like, but I would do like really controversial subjects on all my papers that always caused debates in class. <laughs> so by the time I like got to about my like late sophomore year, uh-huh. and I had the same teacher only for like the next level of class, it was time to do a paper. She looks at me, she goes, "You're not going to do another controversial one, are you?" And I go, "Well, I don't think so. It's about abortion. That's not anything anybody's going to have an opinion on, right?" <laughs> Well, for me, like the big thing that was really like the subject that I really kind of connected to is actual like English, where we were studying the language itself, sentence structure, how to conjugate verbs, all of that kind of stuff, the way that you would break down a sentence and know how that works. Why does conjugate a verb sound like a sex act? Because people talk about it, and I use that term as conjugate the verb as (laughs) referring to sexual acts. (laughs) But my grade point average in my high school for my senior level, like honors English class that I was in was so good I actually destroyed any possibility of a bell curve so everybody in that class hated me yeah because the bell curve was thing any like the closest to 100 gets rounded up and everybody else gets points up from there yeah I always got a hundreds yeah always in that class like you for shit. every test every quiz everything no one ever likes you I know but no seriously everybody in that fucking class hated me oh I would the teacher's like if you have any questions come to my desk bring me what you're working on and I'll help you out I got up walked over there to get some help for something that I was a little confused on yeah and he said Sit down, psyops. You got a better grade point average than me in this class. <laughs> he refused to help me because he was that pissed about it, too. That's great. That's fucking awesome. Outtakes, but anyway. Outtakes. You're doing some Epstein shit. Can you have a seat over here, please? <laughs> What's that guy's Chris? Uh, Chris Hansen. Yeah, Chris Hansen shows to up. Catch a predator. Yeah. yeah. You want to have a seat over here, please? So you brought punch. Huh? <laughs> Toga party, eh? We we have this court daddy psyop transcript here, and you said to her, <laughs> "Why you gotta call me out on that?" I don't know, man. I wasn't gonna call myself out. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and you said to her, "You should really listen to my podcast. It's called Cinema Psyops." She said, "Okay. Uh, do you want to talk about anything else?" Yes, all podcasts. Anything podcast related, equipment of podcasts. <laughs> I really dig hooking up equipment and using analog up until the actual point of so, recording. So we didn't ask you here to catch a predator. We came here so that we could give you a different hobby. And by the way, would you advise us on how to start our podcast? Yeah, yeah. we kind of want to do a podcast like this too. Your setup looks wicked. Oh, 